All right. Yeah. Okay. See if everybody's ready to go. So we get prepared for a little bit of an if you will. Gotta ask, where do the Eagles go from here? Let's see if we can get some thoughts and kind of some perspective. Uh, where everyone's at after uh, the Super Bowl loss and the departure of both coordinators and the linebacker coach is now gone. So it's kind of an interesting thought of where the Eagles may go from here, plus the Jalen Hurts business. So just wait for everybody to get here and we can begin. Hopefully, uh, we can. All right, cool. Just wait for everybody to get in. Anyway, it's been a off season's already off to a crazy start. We got the coaches moving all over the place. Eric the enemy clearly uh, got the job as the commander's OC. We got Frank Reich is the new coach of the Carolina Panthers. We got the Broncos trading for Sean Payton and D'Amico Ryan's being hired by the Texans. Very happy about that. He's going to be the Texans head coach. And then, coordinator-wise, the big ones. There we go. Ball jumped in. Yo. Ford, the Vikings. Yo. Hey, what's, what's happening? happening? Just, uh, I guess we can start this, this uh, Eagles-themed podcast. And I was just thinking of the like, NFL movies in general, but obviously this will be very Eagles-centric. All right, right. Yeah, got, some, got some other listeners in the in the building. So what are we? What are we? What are we? Uh, like label? What are we labeling under? Like, is this quality nonsense? Or what are we labeling this under? Um, we can we can label it uh specific narrative. It's just for now. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. See whatever. See whatever motivate real fast. Oh, all right. Yeah, but yeah, we can we can label this specific narrative. Alright, cool. Cool. Let's go with that. Right, so whenever you're whenever you're ready, we can do can go the do the intro and let's let's go with it. Alright. Um well G's in here. There you go. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Alright, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Alright. Alright, I guess I'll I guess I'll guess I'll do the intro then. All right, so three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, I am Beast Mike, and this is Switch the Narrative. I am here with G. I am here with Bull. What's happening, everybody? 
What's happening? What's happening, Mike? What's happening, G? Uh, everything good. Well, ah, for me, all right, I ain't gonna. Mind. I got much. I'm, I'm gonna just leave it on the podcast. Oh, that's on the podcast, nigga about to bed. <laughs> about to say it, I already know it. Right, wait, let's, get, let's get right into it then. So, as we know, February, like last Sunday, not the Sunday that just passed, but the Sunday previous, uh, the Eagles played the, the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And thing in this game was excellent from start to finish, pretty much. Their, the turf was terrible, and the NFL probably spent seven hundred fifty thousand too much on the turf. They spent eight hundred grand in total. Uh, the Rihanna had the demon look. Uh, she was performing with a baby. The commercials were meh, most of them, and ultimately the game effectively that, ended. That Breaking Bad commercial wasn't bad though. It wasn't. No, that that, that was fine. Not more than y'all. The game effectively ended with the James Bradbury hole that he admitted to and then Kansas City from there took care of business and leading to even more shade from Juju Smith-Schuster and, and, the, and the Valentine's <laughs> Day uh, post, which wasn't even his. Like he, he, he took it from NFL memes and absolutely ran with it and it blew up social media everywhere. Right. So it was hilarious. So let's talk about the game itself uh, first. All right, Dave, the stepdad's gonna jump in on this, and right. obviously, I'm I'm speaking from a neutral observer when it comes to the Eagles, but you guys are not. So let, let's let's get your thoughts. Well, on G, you you and G is you and G is, but I don't, okay. I don't think me and Ray is a little bit. All right, so let's I'll get you G's thoughts on this first. Another neutral observer when it comes to the Eagles. What that first half. It looked like the Eagles played the perfect game for, for the most part. They kept the Chiefs off the field. A.J. Brown cooked the Kansas City defense deep. They were able to run the ball really effectively. Jalen Hurts balled out. Everything was looking like, oh, this is going to be easy money, and Broad Street's going to be flooded with a whole lot of people doing a whole lot of questionable things. Like, what where, where were, were you thinking that first half? I'll ask you the same question, Bull, after G responds. All right. Well, my initial, or well, be honest with you, the first half was kind of everything I I had predicted. The uh the the preview of it, I said, in order for the, I said, this game can't be. The Eagles cannot make this shit a shootout. They the the best chance to beat Kansas City and beat Mahomes and Andy Reid was to play time possession and make sure Patrick Mahomes don't see the field at all. And it pretty much went out the way I predicted it. From that standpoint, um, outside of well, outside of jail, unfortunately, fumbling the ball, and basically that, that 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 that's the that's the punch. Even though he made up for it, but that's the punch in the gut. Basically, you gave that gave Kansas City life, basically, and they got seven points without Mahomes even touching the field. So it, it's one of those things in which, yeah, it looked from the looks of it, it looked like the Eagles was going to run away with it. That's from the from. If you was going, to, if I was going to say, okay, Eagles look can win this game, but I knew in the back of my mind, ten points, Kansas City's going to get the ball back in the second half. I, there's no, I can't, I can't see the Eagles stopping the Chiefs because I said I, I can't see the Eagles stopping the Chiefs for too long. Like Mahomes is too good, Kelsey's too good, Andy Reid's too good of a coach 
for it to be it it to be without without the game going come to be down to be a little tighter than what it is. Like the Eagles will have to play damn near perfect again in the second half, like they did in the first half. So my initial thought of it was, yeah, the Eagles did everything I expected them to do, but I'm like. 10 points is still you still gave Chansey enough of a chance to be in the game. Like the 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 I'll say this. I thought the Devontae Smith catch was more of a catch than the Goddard catch was more of a catch. Mm. In my okay. opinion. The, like I don't think the Goddard catch on that third and fourteen was a catch. The Devontae Smith draw was more of a catch because he caught it. He had two he, he caught it. Two feet, then a football move. Even though I understand Ball had his hands on the ball, so mm-hmm. I, I I can kind of get where the ref is coming from. But I believe that that Smith catch was more was more of a catch than the Goddard catch. So instead of it being what was it maybe fourteen instead of two touchdowns, it's ten. So I'm like, ah, uh, but like I said, I think it was a, it was a hell of a game, a hell of a game. I wanted to be entertained. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to watch a boring ass Super Bowl. I enjoyed Rihanna lip syncing the whole halftime show. I forgot how many how many how many hits this bitch had. Um, <laughs> for the love of God, I'm not gonna I'm I'm gonna speak on other hits. Um, I'm gonna say that for Wednesday. Um, but boy, go ahead. I, I, that's, well, a tease, that's a tease. If we ever heard it. They wait, wait. Oh wait, well we officially started the pot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, didn't miss, you didn't miss too much of it. Man, like, Damn, I couldn't even wait for me to do my intro. G, G just talked. Like, <laughs> just went right in. Yeah, oh no, started. that's a fucking first. It's like the last like ninety seconds. It was like ninety seconds. Like you, you basically um, right. ninety seconds of it. So you, you didn't miss too much oh, of it. Right. So I was, I was just basically kind of asking like, well, you know, I, we're up ten at the end of the first half, and I was trying to try to get everyone's thoughts on what that first half. What what that felt like to you guys? And G kind of said his piece, and go like Bull or or Dave. Either one of you could uh, well, say your piece. Well, I, I'm well. I, I rushed here to do the intro, and it's already done. So I'm, I'm gonna come back. Okay, okay. I'm coming. Right. So to answer to answer your question, Mike. Um, now I already had an idea that you wasn't gonna be able to just. You know, you can't stop my homes. You can only contain them. And parts of that was, um, parts of that was, was true in which they was like able to, um, they was able to contain us for the most part. Um, you know, the major thing was about his ankle, but you couldn't tell really if it was, you know, bothering him or at least he didn't show it. Um, I'm not going to lie now. I know the question is about the first half, but I'm going to give you the whole totality of it. Uh, the the first half was was cool for the offensive standpoint and the defensive standpoint. Still, you know, what I mean, it it was still it was god awful. I mean, both sides of the ball, well, both sides for Kansas City and the Eagles, they were both awful and shit. This was a rendition for me, in my opinion, of the Brady shit. You can get a turnover, yeah, but you can't allow your opponent to score off that turnover. You do that, you're going to lose the game. And 
we was up 14, and I definitely felt like, yo, if you're going to run the ball, let the winter backs do it, not so much Jalen. And unfortunately, during that play, he had a face mask, um, which caused him to fumble that bitch, and they wound up scoring. Now, everybody's going to say, well, Jalen uh, – went back and, you know, he scored, which he did. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to poo-poo the simple fact that he came back from the shit. But the point that I'm trying to make is when you make those mistakes in the bowl, those shits get amplified. You know what I'm saying? Those shits get really, really amplified. So, um, you know, the, the whole standpoint of I was on the group during the day and, um, you know, there was – I had a conversation with a homie, and he said, "You know how did how did Jalen give Kansas City momentum when he was up ten points at the half? It's not the simple fact that of uh, the momentum you still gave them life. You gave them the thought process of like, yo, we got to turn off, we got to turn over, and Pat Mahomes wasn't even on the field for a majority of the first half. You can't do that. You got to like really, really like." You got to really put they, uh, your foot on their throat and, like, go for the kill, which I know they was aiming for, but it just didn't pan out that way. You know what I'm saying? So the first half the first half was cool, but I, I still go back to that, that fumble. Like, yo, I wish he didn't do that. Because if you're talking about, all right, if we score, if we up 14 or 17, that's a whole – that's a bigger difference than being up 10. Bigger difference. Remember, Kansas City missed a field goal. Right. So, if you telling me we can't we, – and we capitalized off of them missing a the field goal. So, just like we capitalized off of them missing a the field goal, they capitalized off our turnover and making it in the points. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, and don't get me wrong, I wasn't – the biggest gaining guy, but I did trust the pass rush, and the pass rush let us down horribly. We can blame the turf and all that, but, you know, with stuff on the field, you got to learn to make an adjustment to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hassan Reddick was slipping, some of the Kansas City players were slipping, so they changed their cleats. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that the, you know, the turf, I'm not going to use the turf as an excuse just because both teams had to do it and play their, um, and play their part on it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm willing to say, like, both teams adjusted, but, you know what I mean, it was it was to a point, you know, you couldn't – you could only do but so much in the uh, – <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, you can't you can't say that uh, in that first half that, um you know, especially, I'm just speaking for me, you can't say in that first half, like, yo, we got that in the bag, this, that, and the third, especially because, like, you already knew the defense – um the defense really didn't do anything besides get away with a few calls. If I'm being objective about it, <laughs> if I'm being objective about it. Like right. if y'all remember in that first half, in that first half, uh, Bradbury got yeah. away with that same holding call, mm-hmm. but it just didn't work in that. Si- and it just didn't work in that situation. It just didn't work in that situation. But in the first half, he was holding Juju, and they didn't even throw the was They even throw a flag on that. So, nope. like the day, I think they also acknowledged it, and they kept it moving uh, with that, yep. with that particular call. Uh, mm-hmm. it was third down too, so it's like it got the they got the Chiefs off the field. 
So, right, and it was it was more so like um you know how like I don't know if y'all agree with me, but sometimes when when um they when they miss a certain call, they'll make a they'll make a call up, not make a call up, but you get what I'm saying. They they make sure they don't fuck up it. twice. They'll look at it a little closer. Yeah, like yeah, you don't get away with it generally twice if it's obvious. No, no, you don't. You don't. Yeah, I get it. I get so, it. Um, but yeah, that's that's my opinion for the first half of shit, you know. But when we, uh, when uh, you, Mike, and, and Dave, y'all speak on the first half thoughts, and, you know, we go through the whole totality. Yeah, I'll give an opinion on it. All right, so I guess I'll get in on this. My first thought watching this, uh, the first half of this game was like, I get it, Kansas City's pass defense is terrible, and they're. Like they, they got a lot of a lot of youth. I mean, the Terrace needs nice. They got some nice veterans in there, but for the most part, it's a lot of youth. And the Eagles really exploited them, and there was nothing they could do. They neutralized Jason Kelsey and the offensive line up front. Neutralized Chris Jones to the point where you barely heard that he was even on the field in this game. And like th- that's how good that offensive line was. It's just that like so many people. Didn't bother to realize, oh, wait, Kansas City's offensive line's legit too. And is number one in pass block rate. Like, they, they don't allow Mahomes to get touched because, like, that's how they lost the, the Brady Super Bowl when they played Tampa. That's literally how they lost, was Mahomes was running for his life every play. And then, so as, we've, as I've come to learn about Chiefs' playoff games, Three things you can guarantee. Death, taxes, and Travis Kelsey's going to catch a touchdown. And the fact that it was he caught it that easily was – it was they made that look so easy. It was super impressive how Kansas City started it. To the Eagles' offensive credit, they shrugged that off and took off and proceeded to handle business real easy and real effective. And even after the Mahomes fumble, not the Mahomes, the uh, Jalen Hurts fumble, the one turnover in this game, they responded. Jalen Hurts, I love the fact that they let him run the ball right away and say, you know what? Shrug it off, shake it off, get your momentum back. Let's keep it moving. And I think they did a great job of just giving him the ball and letting him work. And A.J. Brown doing his thing with that long touchdown pass. And they, they were able to run the ball so easily and so effectively to regain momentum in, the, in this game, in, in this first half, and take advantage of the defense playing pretty well and getting off the field. So when Mahomes hurt his ankle at the end of the first half, it was my first thought was like, okay, Kansas City could be in some real trouble if he can't move on that ankle. And honestly, as, as we get to the second half of this game, I think the halftime show really is – I think that really changed the game for Mahomes. I think it allowed him – allowed Kansas City to heal up his ankle and then allow Mahomes to really be himself for the rest of this game. So, like, so I guess as we shift over to the second half, like, what did you – as it felt like Kansas City was gaining steam and the Eagles defense – who for all year long got stops and got turnovers and got home. They could, they were helpless. It felt like they were like, they couldn't do anything no matter what they tried. 
against Mahomes. So, G, you're the, you're the Eagles fan here, so I guess I'll get your thoughts in on this first. What did it feel like when it looked like you know what's coming and you have the personnel to try to stop it, but can't stop it in the form of Mahomes in the second half? Correction. I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm a Vikings fan. Oh, not, you're not an Eagles fan. Not, not but I do, you're, yeah, but I do. I do. Sure. Yeah, I do wish the Eagles well. I do. I, I, I do try. I hope for their success. So I'm not. I'm not one of these niggas that hate the Eagles and shit. Mm-hmm. Now, I think what really well at the, end of, at the end of the day, what truly won this game was uh, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, and Patrick Mahomes. Like the Eagles got, they got our coach Andy, Andy Reid. This is what twenty years of coaching of of success and failure, peaks and oh, poppies yeah. of what Andy Reid has shown. I'm trying to say in, in their ability to make adjustments, and also to be honest with you, this is this is what this is what the Eagles. This is where we when we had the conversation of the Eagles not facing, have have not faced anybody or haven't had faced any elite teams or anything like that from the standpoint of for the most part anytime the Eagles played the team they were able they, they were like Mike Tyson before they got knocked out by before he got knocked out by Buster Duck. Mm, he was they were they was able to the huff puff and blow the house down be up by be up by like ten, be up by like all right a, a 14 point Eagles lead would feel like a 28 point lead because you're forced to throw the ball and you're back. Yeah, and they force you into making mistakes, and then the Eagles are able to run the ball, and Jalen able to do whatever he wants to do. So they're able to do what they want. Eagles, the Eagles for the most part has, I don't want to say in a disparaging way. I would say the Eagles have been able to have the advantage of front running. They've been have they had the privilege of front running for most of the year. I mean, the Colts game was competitive. Chicago game was competitive. The Arizona game was competitive. Those, game, those games shouldn't have been. They, 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 yeah. They're far better than those games. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, I'm talking about game situations. Like, those games were competitive in that sense. But they just – those teams weren't as weren't the Kansas City Chiefs in that sense. You get what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. from okay. that standpoint, I kind of figure, all right, Kansas City's going to come out the second half. Kansas City was able to do shit – do 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 things that very little teams were able to do against the Eagles – like with the with commanders and um I think the Saints, I think a couple other teams where they they attacked the run defense. They attacked they, they was able to run the ball. That first, remember the first drive in the first half, the first drive, they were able to run the ball. So the run kind of set up the pass in that sense. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh mm-hmm. I forgot I forgot the ball's name. Um guys I forgot that nigga's name. He nice, number ten. Um oh, but Pacheco. 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 He was able to run. He was able to. They were able to establish the run. Even second half, the start of that drive, they were able to establish the run. They was able to get ten, ten yards. He was able to get five, ten yards a pop, get first down, moving the chain. So they were able to exploit that run defense. Um, and and also, Patrick Mahomes also got rid of the ball. Like Mahomes got rid of the ball quick. He was able to get like I think what was it? I think either I'm not gonna count, I'm not gonna count. Uh, either it was the second drive of the second half or whatever, where Juju was able to get consecutive first downs. Like he was, he was, he was killing them from the slot. He was able to, Juju was able to get catches. Like 
And then we could talk about the the goal line situation where they just simply just it's just I think they what was it I think they said they had uh, they had saw the play the goal line play from the Jacksonville game when Jacksonville had yeah. ran that play too. So and I even mm-hmm. think they say even the second the second um the second uh, when they threw the ball um Sky Moore that was an accident. Yeah, they that, said that, it was, was an accident. accident. They said it was an accident. So basically, it was the same play, but it was supposed to go to Kadarius Tony again, but. I think to Tony, like Tony, low key, like, yo, go Sky Moore gonna be open, like, and that's 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 uh, I, well, people call him Quando Rondo, uh, Kadarius Tony, um, it, he it was it's a very ugly motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that motherfucker was very, <laughs> yo, that no, nah, he he looked more like Thug than Quando Rondo, but continue. <laughs> I got uh, maybe I gotta see what the heck was Carnal uh, Round. It's just that I see with, with the with the Scully with the grill. I'm like that's Carnal Round right there. But but hey, we'll, I got I got to look at the more pictures. Of, uh, well, I, do I even want to look at Terry Tony? No, nah, I don't want to look at Terry Tony. Um, <laughs> you can save you yourself. You can you can spend, spend your time. Like yeah, exactly. Spend your time. Spend your time doing something uh, other than that, bro. You'll never get that time back if you do. Yeah, I, I'm just saying from the standpoint, it, it, will, it will find you. Yeah, I, I'm just saying from the standpoint of the way uh, the Andy Reid was able and Airbnb was able to, to to make the adjustments to run the ball, and for, even and I, I agree with you. Maybe that maybe the halftime um that, that the, the Rihanna uh, half, uh, Super Bowl halftime show it gave Pat Mahomes more time to like. I think I think more of it was like adrenaline. I just think he was Pat Mahomes more on adrenaline. He got hurt. All right, he just got he had to tough it out. He had another half to tough it out, thirty more minutes. So it just, it, it just from, from the standpoint, I just think that, like I said, like Ball said, that you was able to let Kansas City survive. Kansas City was able to survive. I think also Shannon, Shannon Sharp has said this though. Eagles were able to run, but mostly Jalen was basically Jalen running. They were able to stop Miles. They stopped Miles. They stopped Boston Scott, and they stopped Game Over. They stopped the running backs. So, in the sense, it, it, it's kind of it's kind of one of those things in which they had to. You had to give up something. Either Jalen was going to be a great running the ball, or the running backs had to hold. But you can't. They couldn't have. You couldn't have both. That's where the Eagles were killing niggas. Jalen was able to get his get his runs and. Miles and Boston Scott and um, Treadwell was able to get theirs, and Kansas City basically said, "All right, if Jalen gets his, he gets his. He only got six, like it looked like a lot that Jalen ran, but it really wasn't a lot. He only ran for sixty six yards. He just got him in chunks. Yeah, he just got him in chunks. Like it, it's one of those things in which he is uh, that you got to credit Jalen for being able to do what he got to do. But in a sense, I think that's what Kansas City did. Like, all right." If Jalen's gonna run, cool, but we're not gonna let these running backs go off. So if you take from Kansas City standpoint, even though Kansas City, we could, we can people can question the Chiefs' defense from that standpoint. They did do a good job from that standpoint of take eliminating the running backs altogether. And to be honest with you, that Miles cat like that that should have been called a fumble. No, that I looked questionable to me too. That was a fumble. That was a fumble. That was a clear fumble to me. So the Eagles kind of got bailed out low key. With that, with that situation, but um, yeah, just like I said, that second half, you just got to credit to Andy Reid, man. Credit, credit to I said, man, look, give Andy Reid two weeks, film and a bowl of pasta, 
and some sharpies so he can he can mark up his players sleeping in the, in, on the private jet, and he won't be good. <laughs> Cheeseburgers on the plane. Uh, so Bull, where like, that second half, it, it felt like Mahomes was a runaway freight train; it couldn't be stopped. What, what were you What were you thinking as Kansas City kept getting the ball and there was nothing the Eagles could do to to stop the Chiefs? Uh, before I start, can y'all hear me clearly? Uh, it's not yeah. no background noise, is it? No, nah, you're good. All right, cool. All right. So, without even looking at any sports talk, radio, undisputed first take, that was one of the things that I definitely do not like in the. In Miles and Gainwell did have a couple Jones where they had first downs and shit during the game. I'm not even gonna say I don't remember exactly when, but obviously you will point more towards the first half. But there were a couple drives in which Miles actually had big chunks. Well not humongous, but you get what I'm saying, where it was like at least six yards or eight yards, you know what I'm saying? Or or they even got first downs and shit. So um I, I think more so that Shane and and Sirianni didn't – they wanted – how can I put it? It felt like more they was trying to let Jalen do all the work, running and passing instead of actually getting into the running backs. It's like after a while, and, and this, but this has been a growing theme that people was just – maybe they talked about it and it wasn't getting talking, uh, talked enough. Miles Sanders – is always out the game during the second half. Now, I understand the, the aspect of, like, yo, he might have been hurt this, that, and third, but if he is your 1,000-yard rusher, you're not going to let him not play in the second half. I don't give a fuck who that is. You notice they'll they'll run with game uh, Gamewell and Boston Scott more in the second half more than anyone would run uh, miles and shit. Now, my personal opinion is that not to be no bias shit, but – it was questionable when Miles caught the ball, but he didn't make a third step. He caught it, he caught it, and then that was basically it. It was like the um, it was like the Reggie Bush shit. It was like the Reggie Bush shit. You got hit right the fuck there, like you didn't really get a chance to move. You caught it two Jones. You didn't even make a you didn't even get a chance to make a third move because you get That's what I'm saying. It was a bang bang play. So that's why I don't I don't believe that was a fumble there. But um. And a lot of times now, to, to go on the defense side real fast, you notice you notice it was the exact same fucking play on the goal line, except that it was one on the right, one on the left. On the right side, they was bracketing Kelsey, so they didn't have that extra help to go uh, guard Kadarius Tony. But that Sky Moore shit, that was on Avante Maddox. You notice on the, on the what's the name, uh, Greg Olsen, Mentioned that it was man to man because he was following Scott Moore during the motions. And the motion, the motion game killed us in the entire second half. But that play right there was man to man. And Avante, it looked like he just, it looked like he just froze. I'm not even going to lie to you. It looked like he just froze. Like he followed him and then the ball was snapped and he just stood there for a minute as if, like, yo, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And Scott Moore was wide the fuck open. It, it wasn't like a, a contest. Like, both both the touchdowns that had Kansas City go up weren't 
contested catches. <laughs> they weren't contested catches. They weren't. They did. That was easy. And, and then they ran. Obviously, they, with Pacheco, they ran the ball. So yeah, they opened it up with the running game. But and with with those two touchdown passes, Slay, I I kind of understand it. Maybe that was his his assignment because. You didn't want Kelsey to be killing uh, Marcus Epps again, so you had Slay right there. So I'm I'm willing to let that slide. But that Scott Moore shit that was on Avante Maddox. He was confused on that play. He was confused. It was man to man across the board. You know what I'm saying? It was man to man across the board. You could tell just by the motion exactly when Avante was following him. If it was his own, Avante would have just stood there. You know what I'm saying? He would have just stood there for the entire time. Right. But he didn't. He moved directly where he was at. So no, nah, bro, like that. That right there was a Mr. Simon. That right there was a Mr. Simon because Avante he didn't get bumped by nobody. He just stood there. He just stood there for a good little minute. Now, as much as the defense had a uh, shit to bed, as much as our pass rushers didn't really do anything, um, with that shit going down the way it is you got to match. Firepower for firepower, man. I'm not gonna lie. You you gotta match you gotta match firepower with firepower. And speaking on it objectively, Kansas City got one three and out, and they managed and the Eagles managed to get a field goal instead of getting touchdowns. I'm sorry, if you're gonna be on this tight time where you going for it on fourth down, you might as well just say fuck it and just live with the results, bro. Uh that that's just my personal opinion on it. I understand the aspect of like yo. Um, if it don't work out, you look like a dickhead. But if it works out, you look like a genius. Man, fuck all that shit. You want you got to live and die by what you uh, what you've been doing. You've been going for it and for them. You know what I'm saying? I don't even think it was a. If it was like, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it like a a third and no, it was a fourth and five. Oh, okay. Oh, you're talking about the kick return, the right before the kick return by Tony. Yeah, yeah. Not not even not no no, Mike. But not even that. Because remember. The Eagles got the ball back, and then they want to pick in the field goal in their second drive when they uh, when they got the ball back after the Chiefs score. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After the Chiefs right. score, it was a ten point game, right? So they drove after they score. It was all right. Excuse me, it wasn't a ten point. It was a three point game. The Eagles drove down the field, and it was like third and five or some shit like that. You could have, you could have just keep you you like I said when it came to that, bro. You got to keep scoring, and I don't mean like scoring in the aspect of taking the points. No, fuck that, bro. You gotta score touchdowns. You gotta score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I think I think with Sirianni, yeah, yeah. I think Sirianni was on some shit. Like, listen, man, if this shit don't go right, they gonna go right down the field and score anyway. Um, at least we take the points, and then we can just live with the results later. No, nah, nigga, you gotta go. You gotta go for that shit, man. You gotta you gotta match their energy. Cause like I said, it was coming back with a vengeance. It was coming back with a vengeance. And that drive looked way too fucking easy. So for you to just take the points. I felt like you should have went for it. I felt like you should have went for it. Same thing with the Tony shit in a sense. But I think that was like fourth and ten or some shit like that. So I guess you didn't want to do too much of that. You know what I'm saying? So. Okay, so you're talking about, okay, the field goal put him up 27-21. Then we got the Tony touchdown. Then it was the fourth and three where they punted. And that's right. What led to the, the game. All right, you could. Let's just say if you're going to if you're going to have a philosophy of going for it on fourth down, regardless of not making a sneak or not, do that. But don't. Right. But you cannot allow. You cannot allow um, the Chiefs to keep scoring. This. It was like I said. It was equivalent. Now I, I said this, uh, and y'all may disagree or not, but I said 
it is equivalent to when we first won the Super Bowl. There weren't punts by us like that because Doug was like, fuck that. I'm not allowing Tom Brady to get back on that field. Point blank, period. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. What this, I understand playing smart. Like the first three and now, I think it was like third and ten. Like like third and ten and shit when uh, they rushed Jalen out of the listening because he, uh, he want to get sacked. I get that part. But I'm talking about like once it's, once it's like five and less, you go for it. Once it's five and less, you go for it. I even take it a step further. If it's six and less. You go for it. You have to go for it. You got to master your energy, bro. You got to master your energy. You can't play the the scared card of, well, damn, man, well, we just need to take the – nah, bro. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Like, you, you got to live with, and die with the results regardless. And like I said, without even watching – without even watching any sports, John, that was one thing I definitely noticed that was a glaring um, – a glaring, uh, not mistake, but it was a, a glaring um, part of the game in which the running backs with the uh, – matter of fact, I'll say Gainwell did his thing, but it was more so on the passing, John, but it wasn't towards, like, actually running the ball like that. You know what I'm saying? And, and I felt like Steichen and – I feel like Steichen and Sirianni just allowed Jalen to say, look, nobody else matters. You're going to run this ball – and you're going to pass this ball. And we're going to show the world that you got here for a reason. That's what I felt like. That's just my opinion. Okay. So, I'll get my thoughts in and then move out. Let Dave get his thoughts in the entire game because he hasn't got a chance to get in on this yet. So, my thinking, of once Kansas City started to score, it just felt like, so much pressure was put on the Eagles, and they did a, a decent job of it, but I do agree with you. When the Eagles decided to kick the field goal and go up six instead of being a little bit more aggressive, because that's what Sirianni's game is aggression and, and yep. going for it and going for it and going yep. for it. And, like, it, they did it. That's what led them to a couple of their scores in the first half was going for it on fourth downs repeatedly. Like, the long, that, that Jalen Hurts run. Where it was like fourth and what? Fourth and nine? Fourth and ten in the first half? Like, yep. like that that's kind of what it led to it. And the fact that he didn't do it in the second half was a little bit of a surprise. And I think it really was what Kansas City needed to get back into the game. And then obviously on the fourth and three, I was kind of shocked they didn't go for it. I legitimately was shocked they didn't shoot their shot there. And go for the fourth and three because how good Jalen Hurts is able to pick up those shorter yardage distances from fourth downs, whether it's the sneak or just him running it like he did earlier. I'm shocked he didn't go for that one. And then for no, notoriously, the punting situation has been suspect for the Eagles. And for Kadarius Tony to finally make that, that return, the longest return in Super Bowl history now, and basically make it easy money for Kansas City to score there. That was a that to me was the, like the devastating, the game changing moments right there, back to back. I don't even fault Slay for the Tony touchdown. No, I don't. Like I think to me, he he's got crossed up. I, I think he got crossed up by a great design by Bianami and Reed to have Tony go in and then immediately cut out once the once the ball was snapped. Lakers got crossed up. I don't fault him for that. But yeah, you're right on the second one. They, they, they that's that coaching. The, the second one, you, you fool me, it's fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And Gannon got they got Gannon got fooled in the second one. 
Like you, you have to learn from the previous mistakes. Like you, like okay, I get it. You gotta, you gotta cover Kelsey. You gotta bracket Kelsey. Understood. But to get cooked on the second, the same play like that now for the third time this year is a really, really bad look. Now, to be fair, Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts. Okay, they, they put a stop to the to the Chiefs run and tied the game. I thought that was a huge moment in the game. Was the bomb to Devontae Smith. And then the score, and then another one of those pushes that that Eagles offensive line gives to Jalen Jalen Hurts, which may get outlawed in the NFL now because they're talking about outlawing that play. Punk like, bitches you can't have people. You <laughs> can't get. You can't have punk bitches, man. Like, Come on, man. <laughs> because because that play's been basically unstoppable for the Eagles. Ninety-two percent is almost a success rate for the Eagles. Yeah. Like, you got five. We got five motherfuckers like pushing the motherfucking right. <laughs> That yeah, like, like, right. One, one or two, cool. You got, you got, you got AJ Mike. Brown. Got, you got like five niggas pushing yeah. the nigga over the. Oh, all right. Uh, you, you went off for a little minute, bro. Oh, I was saying, I was saying like, oh, like, okay. You hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, okay. So, yeah, play, it's like so that play might get banned, and then they. For them to score effectively that easily, again, blown coverage by the Chiefs. Devontae Smith with a, caught it wide open and to, to tie the game. That was impressive to tie it at 35 that quickly and that effortlessly. But once it got to – okay, Kansas City's got the ball with a little over five minutes to go. I never got the sense that they weren't going to score. The only two questions I had were, was it going to be 48? Was it going to be 42-35 or 38-35-A? And B, how much time would the Eagles have left to try to save themselves? Right. I never thought the Kansas City wasn't going to score. And like once they got the ball back after the uh, after the Eagles tied the game with the eight points in that drive. And now I'll, let's get Dave's thoughts on the on the game since we haven't got his thoughts at all in any of this. Dave, we're like let's stay a piece about this. Like where where were your mind at? You get up to thirty-five all. Like, where, like, where was your mind at throughout this game up to the point where Kansas City had the ball tied to thirty-five? We still got a chance. We just need to stop. We still got a chance. Mm. That's all. That's all I, I kept saying. I said it was a shootout. I said it was going to be a shootout. I said it multiple times, and it was a shootout. I said it was going to be a dog fight. I, I, I said that. I never counted Kansas City out, but I said we just need to stop, man. I think it was like three minutes left or something like that. And I'm like, yo, we just need one stop and we need to get the ball back. I'm I'm, I'm confident. Even though our, our defense was trash, we just need to get the ball back. We just need one more chance, man. And that motherfucking penalty, man. Huh. That's all I got. You can get to the elephant in the room now. Now that now that we're here, and, and the Eagles once again couldn't stop Juju. It couldn't it couldn't stop the, the Chiefs from moving the ball down the field with, with ease. And now let's get to the elephant in the room. It's it's third and eight, and Mahomes is trying to get the ball to Juju. He's one on one with Bradbury. Juju cuts in and then and then decide tries to cut out, but Bradbury does grab him. And they actually called it. They let a lot of physical stuff go for a lot of this entire game. And, and they actually they, they threw the flag. 
And like, where where were you? Where were your minds at? Uh, I go, I go I'm going in first order, Dave. But where was your um when when he, when he threw the flag? Where, where where were your head? Where was your head at? Like, where where, where were you thinking? Well, even even before the flag, I was just like, yo, I understand. You got to lock down Travis Kelsey, bro. You got to do whatever you can. But Juju was just drawing on us, bro. I'm like, somebody, any goddamn body. So once it once it led to that flag, bro, I said it. I was, I was with my with my young boy. I said, man, they gonna give that shit to him. I just knew it. I just knew it. I just knew it. They gonna give that shit to him. But it's a fucking Super Bowl. It's a close game. I'm like, let these niggas fight. Let these niggas fight it out, man. Like, and when 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 I seen that shit, man, when he when he gave it to him, it was GGs, bro. It just. You still sound devastated. You legitimately still sound devastated. Nah, I I get it. Like it, it would be like imagining your favorite team in this in that spot. You're tied, and suddenly that took away for all intents and purposes took away the one chance you had to counter. And it, like McKinnon sliding like. Not even score like deciding not to score like uh, a bizarre Ahmad Bradshaw. Bradshaw like New England let Bradshaw score in Super Bowl forty six and and he didn't he couldn't stop himself. Instead, McKinnon does and that that was the that was another dagger to take as much time as humanly possible. The field goal was academic from there from then on. Yeah, I thought it was a penalty. Like, I, I thought it was a penalty. Like. I thought it, it was obvious enough to call. I, I get it. I understand why the outrage of you haven't been calling it all night. But looking at like looking at it live, I didn't like. I didn't love the call. Like to be honest, I didn't love the call. Looking at no, it live. no football fan loved that call, bro. No football fan loved that call. Even if you hated the Eagles, you nobody loved that call. Like you, you seen the. You heard the passion in Greg Olson's voice, like, yo, man, I understand it, man, but I wouldn't have called that shit. Yeah. I wouldn't have called that and shit. It, if you're gonna if you're gonna beat us, beat us on the uh on a fourth uh beat us in the uh in a fourth down zone where you gotta get the first down, then it's like all right. But not not through that. Or Kansas City not like that. Or Kansas City kicking yeah. the ball and then yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and we got more forty five to save themselves. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But look that <sighs> What, look, what can you do? And like I like I said earlier, uh, when you left out, Dave, I said, um, in the first half, they let Bradbury get away with that shit. They let Bradbury get away with that shit, and they did not call it. They did not call that shit. So now in that spot, you decide, oh, yeah, I'm going to throw the flag. I just know that referee's getting death threats. I know it. <laughs> like yeah looking looking at other views of it like after the game and like the next morning i think i saw like the one i was like okay yeah i got it was actually kind of obvious why he called it but yeah looking at it live yeah i wasn't a fan of it and i understood it like later on like okay yeah this looks like a penalty i can i can understand it and even and then bradbury actually admitting that he that he did it that was that was that was good. That was good sportsmanship by him because he could have been bitching. Yeah, I respect it too. That was good. Uh, that was good sportsmanship by him. He damn sure could have just denied but, it. 
But none of that shit matters because if it's the fucking Super Bowl, it's a close draw. And 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 if, and if you're not calling it all night, don't call it now. You picking and choosing when you want to call it. Yes, he held it, but what about the other plays, bro? There's been face masks, obvious face masks, bro. When they ain't call it when um on the Jalen fumble. Yeah, man, come on, bro, stop it. Come on, man. It was it was rough. Uh, that was a that's a rough way to go down. Uh, it, that certainly was a, a rough way. To, I'm not even mad at like the the hail mary attempt at the end. Like he he really had no shot. That actually, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I, I ain't gonna lie. That was fucking hilarious that he wobbled that ball. <laughs> like the shit didn't even reach the fucking end zone, man. Like that's how. Like I couldn't even get like. Yeah, I got, I got, I didn't even really get mad. I just was like, I was really cracking the fuck up on the floor, like when he wobbled that ball. Like, <laughs> I couldn't even get mad, man. I couldn't even get mad once he once Bucker made that kick and he threw the ball. And that John never even reached the end zone. I was like, man, I can't. I, what can you do, man? Uh, it, it, from that standpoint, it was an is what it is. But yeah, that that was um. That call was was a, a gut punch. Uh, you know what I mean? Like to, to say the least, that was a gut punch. And like like Dave, like you said, bro. Like if you ain't going, if you're not going to make the calls throughout the entire course of the game, where you're doing like little ticky tack calls leading up to it, you can't. I ain't gonna say you can't make the call, but that was bullshit. Now that, that was bullshit. I'm just saying you can understand it. Yeah, I, like I said, yeah, I, I agree. I, I understand it, but it's like, yo, you you wasn't consistent with it in the first half. Why in the world you gonna do that shit now? Why in the world you gonna do that shit now? And on top of that, that ball was uncatchable to begin with. He threw it in the he threw it in the end zone. It was airmailed. Yeah, that ball was airmailed. Which is yeah, he threw it in the end zone. I, right. It was I, yeah. It was called holding. It wasn't called pass interference. Oh, and from there on out, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, McKenna did the shit, but. Um, I bet that Gannon told him like, "Yo, uh, let him score the touchdown." But I'm, I'm like, "Yo, man, if I'm who was who was near him, uh, Avante Max, right, nigga? You push him out of bounds, right? You push him out of bounds. You push him out of bounds, or you force him to score. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or are you force him to score? Exactly. Yeah, push him in the end zone." But boy, Mike, Mike was trying to go around the uh, go around the room and get all of our thoughts on that girl. Yeah, you're right. So, who you got? Who you got next, Mike? Yeah. So, now that, that and honest, okay. So, with this, oh, Eagles, oh I, I, okay. I, I, I ain't get to speak on it yet. I ain't yeah, get to no, speak no, on no, it yeah, yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. G, get in on this. Get, get in on this. All right. So, in the moment where I saw the play, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, suck to lose. That, that's kind of a sucky way to end the game like that. I, I just, I would have probably caught. How did he go? What you say? Yo. 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 Yeah, we, we got you. No, that's, oh. that's Dave and shit. But G, I, I see G's mic is on, but he ain't talking, though. Uh, yes, he is. Oh, I don't hear him. Yeah, we hear him. You probably got you probably got to leave and come back, bro. That, that should be happening to me, bro. Oh, all right. I got you. No, no, not, not you, Jay. Not you, Jay. Oh, when I was saying, like, when I first saw the flag, I'm like, all right, what's the flag for? And it's like, and then 
All they showed was the hot was the was the footage of like Brad Bear. Like the, they didn't show the initial hold. They just showed the like I wouldn't say hold, but I'm like, all right, that's the second way to end the Super Bowl, whatever. Whoop, whoop. Like, damn, that sucks. And then I had to watch the re- then I saw the replay. I saw a still shot, and they said basically Bradbury's right hand. It was fully full of Juju's jersey. Like it, from the from the look of the play, and I think this is this is the reason why I think the ref had had, had to call it, and why people said, "Well, the ball is uncatchable." Juju had him beat on the cut. There's a reason why Bradbury held him. If Juju did, if Juju, if, I think had they been even, and all right, they was just even. And, and Bradbury happened to have his hand on his hip, but it's not enough to where, okay, we, I'm not going to call that. We're going to swallow the whistle. I'm a, what if it's like, hand, what if it's like, hand, if it's like hand fighting or something? Yeah. Hand fighting. Yeah. All right, niggas. But clearly, based on based on how Juju ran the route, he had Bradbury beat. and Because Bra- Bradbury just could, he clearly had full hand on the jersey. So. That's going to slow you down. So that's why when people make the like, I, I remember in the group chat, Abe said the ball is uncatchable. Yeah, it's not pass interference. If Mahomes outside the pocket and he threw it, and that would have been that have been a better argument. But since it's defensive holding, that's a different story. It's a different type of rule. That's a different type of conversation. And I'm looking at it like, and maybe in the rest of mind, they look at it well. It really don't matter if you think it's uncatchable. The reason why Juju Juju was slow down because. Man's man's held with the right hand, pulling on the jersey. That's what the ref saw from that end zone, from that end zone vantage. So it's kind of one of those things in which it's the right call, but it sucked. It had to go down that way, and you wish it was more consistent. But then again, also James Bradbury. I don't want to say football karma, but Bradbury gets away with a lot of holding. I remember it when he played the Vikings earlier on. He held Justin Jefferson like okay, he got away with the hole. And then he held uh, what was it the week before um, Debo? He held he, Debo. He I'm like Bradbury, Jay Bradbury gets away with a lot of hold. He gets away with it a lot. That's why Bradbury was saying, "Oh, I just you know, I just hope they look the other way and shit because clearly they know he gets away with he does a lot of little. He he gets away with he gets away. He's good enough to get away with it, but." Unfortunately, it was just the wrong play. His hand was the old phrase. His hand got caught in the cookie jar. That's what it was. His hand was caught in the cookie jar, and unfortunately, it happened to be at that moment in which, uh, what what Shannon has said, it's like you can't call, you can't, you can't make or not make a call based off the feeling of things. It got to be the rules. So I understand where where y'all coming from. Where and I agree that. If you're gonna call, if you call doing like the 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 last like the third th- third and five at the at the five yard line, then you gotta call it in the first quarter. But those calls are subjective in a sense, so it's, it's, it's you you can't get in the rest of mind and know like, all right, what made you call that call? What made you not call that call? The reality of it is, looking at replay now, you can't. No one can argue that Bradbury didn't. It'd be one thing if Bradbury didn't do anything. Now, I think anybody didn't we say it's outrageous, but yeah, it's like can you really can you really argue it to the point to where it's like uh that's that's what decided the game. Like the Eagles had plenty of chances to win that game. That play did suck, but the Eagles had plenty of chances to win that game way before we get down to Bradbury, whether you think 
that should have been called or not. But um, I get it. I understand. It's, it's gotten. It sucked. It was anticlimactic. It it it, it should have been like based on the theater. Hey, Kansas City kicked the field goal. Jalen gets the ball, and let's see how that plays out. But since the ref made that call, I mean, the game is the game. Sucks. So now the Chiefs win their second title in four years, and considering the Eagles' free agents and all the people looking for new contracts, and you got to pay Jalen Hurts within a year, this might have been their best shot with this core. This, this, this I think, was a, a better team than the 2017 squad that won the title. Absolutely. And I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I agree. I, think with, I, I had to get into core. I, I had to get into an argument with a core. I'm like, you can't tell me. I, I said, don't even outside of what? If you want to say Doug Peterson was Peterson was a better coach, you want to say Peterson, you're gonna give Doug Peterson the edge on coaching and uh Jim Schwartz yeah, on coaching. I talent for talent, I would say outside of like Carson and and, and Jalen, because I could say they both were equal from that standpoint. Carson, Jalen, and Nick, um, from a court like from playing at a high quarterback level, I would say they're even. But from roster for roster, nah, that's this 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 twenty twenty the twenty twenty two team is better than talent wise, individual talents than the twenty seventeen. Not even close. Like the running game, I, I would take this running game over over that one. Even though I didn't like like Aaron Blunt, and I that was good one two punch. Like the receiving core, like with, with Smith and Jeffrey, uh, I thought were not that's Smith and Jeffrey. Smith and uh, AJ Brown better than Jeffrey and, and Aguilar. The the one good Aguilar year. The like Earth, yeah, like I'll, was, take, I'll take Urso Regatta. I'll take Urso Regatta. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll buy that. I'll, I'll buy that. The offensive line. Is almost a push because that was the best offensive line in the league that year, and is the best offensive line in the league this year. That, that I would say that's a push. The D line I think is better this year; it just had more depth. The linebacker core I think is better this year because he actually had linebackers, and the secondary is better this year. It was better this year compared to that one. Even though Malcolm Jenkins, that Malcolm Jenkins might have been the best player amongst either secondary. It's him or Slay, but that that's that's a close one. But yeah, I, I would take I would take this year's team over over seventeen over over the seventeen squad, and now the unfortunate part about this is that this squad got a lot of free agents and a lot of decisions that they're going to have to make. Most notably to me, I think their best free agent is Javon Hargrave. Uh, Hargrave had a spectacular season. He had eleven sacks. He was he's been a dominant defensive tackle in the in the Eagles system since he's been here, coming over from the Steelers. And I think he's he's going to command a whole lot. I, I think he can get $100 million in the open market. I really do. He, he's he's a big-time free agent. CJ Gardner-Johnson picked a really good year to have a really good year. League leader in interceptions uh, before, he got down, before he got injured. He's a free agent. Bradbury, we've mentioned him a few times. He's a free agent. Miles Sanders had a, a very good year. He's a free agent. Isaiah Sal- Isaac Salamalu, really good young left guard. He's a free agent. Like these are these are and obviously you got the, the members of the core four in Cox and Kelsey and Brandon Graham. I think all those guys are staying. I, I, I think they're eagle lifers, all of them. But 
the other five guys I mentioned, I think all of them are free agents, and that wouldn't shock me if any if all of them were gone to, to other places because there's a whole lot of money that can be made in free agency starting March 15th. So amongst all the free agents, and obviously Bull and Dave, this obviously be more more important for you guys because uh, you two are Eagles fans. Who's the most important for the Eagles to keep? Dave, you want to go first? Dave. Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey is. Because of how much he means to that team. Okay. Simple as that. All right, all right. Um, I ain't got just one. I got, I got a, a couple of them, and I even give you a couple. I will let, I will let walk right now. But I'm even batting the fucking eye. But I'll start with the the keep. Uh, obviously Kelsey is is going to be number one. Um, I don't see him just saying, "Hey, I'm gonna go, um, I'm gonna go somewhere else and shit." But I mean, it depends. Um. But obviously, I think that would be a um, a thing where they're gonna have to keep in mind. Even though we got uh, what's the guy named uh, Cam oh, Jurgensen? Okay, Cam Jurgensen. Dickerson as well is, is, can also play center. I, I think I think they'll probably keep Dickerson where he's at, though. You know what I mean? Because he made an All Pro being where he at. Now he could play center, but at the same time, though, it's like, man, that motherfucker was phenomenal this year, bro. He, he and, and this well. is he's just his second right year. Yeah, he's a phenomenal. Uh, being an All Pro in your second year, bro, he going he he got a bright future. He definitely got a bright future. Um, I'm keeping CJ. Now I read here today that um, if they don't find an agreement that they're going franchise tag him, I'm cool with that. I'm cool okay. with that, unfortunately, because you you can't allow somebody like him to just walk. Um. I personally believe that they're gonna let Fletch walk because you know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have to you know try to just bring in rotational guys. And if you think about it, in some way, shape, or form, he was he was a rotational guy. Um, you know, with Jordan Davis being who he is, and I know he had an injury history this year, but I don't, you know, what I mean that that's what happens when you you know, are not in the best of shape. But I think unless Fletch, unless they resign him for another year, because remember, they cut him, they cut him last year, and then he brought him back for one year. Yeah, they cut half his salary and shit. So what makes you think they're just going to resign him back? Because he's been on the decline for the last several years. So they're going to let him, they, I feel like they're going to let him walk. Um, Bradbury, I feel like they're going to let him walk just because I feel like that was, one, A, to spite the Giants, and two, they needed another fucking cornerback because they did not get one in this draft that was comparable enough to slay. But they're going to let him walk because Bradbury's going to want uh, a significant bag, and I don't blame him for it. I'll be shocked if he stayed for less money. But now we get to the crux of the main motherfucker who – I've been saying, I've been saying this to G. I've been saying this uh, to to Dave, and I've been saying this to Abe. But unfortunately, he is not here to go and speak on this said person. 
I know motherfuckers will always think that Miles Sanders had the talent, which he does. I'm not going to dispute that. His first 1,000-yard season. But I'm letting that motherfucker walk without even batting a fucking eye. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Sometimes you have moments like, all right, it, this, ain't, this ain't like the like the situation of the Giants and the Raiders. Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley have had 1,000-yard receiving uh, seasons minus them getting hurt. Minus them getting hurt, they've had 1,000-yard rece- uh, receiving seasons. A lot of times, unless you are, unless you have the body type of a Saquon Barkley, you're not going to be able to just get away with going east and west all the fucking time. And a lot of times, yeah, Miles got his thousand yards, but it kills me and it pains me to watch every single fucking time, even during the Super Bowl, that if the east and west shit, if the north and south shit does not work, he's going east and west, and that will lose fucking yards like crazy. I cannot stand that. To the detriment of him doing that shit or making uh making dumbass plays, it's it was clearly evident that he was in some type of doghouse since the Dallas game. Like I told you mm-hmm. before earlier, Mike, you notice during ever since that Dallas game in the second half, Miles don't Miles don't even get a tick. He don't even get a tick, especially in the fourth quarter. He's nowhere to be fucking found, bro. You can't. Yeah, that, that's, if that's a thousand yard. That's what I'm saying. If you're if you a thousand yard receiver, ain't no motherfucking way in the world that your coaches are going to say, "Hey, yeah, you sit for the second half." No, nah, bro. I understand that you know he might have been dealing with a a a, a nagging uh, a nagging injury. I can. I'm somewhat trying to be like okay, but at the same time, nah. If you're a thousand yard rusher, you're a thousand yard rusher. You the cow, you the cow back, and shit. Like, and, and during that Super Bowl, they couldn't even depend on him. They could not depend on him, man. And that's that's eye opening, and they've been that way since that Dallas game. That's not to take away. That's not to discredit anything he's did for this season. He's had a phenomenal season, but the majority of his career here have been mid at best. That's why I call him mid mouse. It's been mid at best, so. I'm letting that nigga walk. <laughs> I'm letting that nigga walk. I, I would draft it. I would draft the running back and see what he do under this system. Um, you know, with uh, that's another thing that ain't been talked about. And I know you would. Uh, I know you will talk about it. But losing Steichen and Gannon is a bitch, especially Steichen. Especially Stikey, because you don't know what this next offensive coordinator is going to do. Why do you think Sirianni gave up the play calling last year with 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 such ease? He didn't, the nigga didn't. I ain't gonna say he didn't know what he was doing, but you can definitely tell he didn't want that pressure no more. He just wanted to be a coach, and he and it worked out for him. It worked out for him and shit. So it worked out for the team. Unless uh, I, I do got to ask a question though, with 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 okay. and Gannon, is it? It's kind of like one of those weird things. Is it? Are they that really good, or is it a product of the talent they had? They had. You know what I'm trying to say, like, it, I would, I, I would say, I would say, bro. Um, for Steichen, you can say he was really good because the the year before, the or the year prior to this past season, when they did not have the talent as much, they relied on a running game. So you're gonna rely more to your strengths and shit. So you having the talent. 
it's just going to open up what more do you already have. Because they didn't – it's not like they didn't lead the league in rushing again or at least top five in rushing. They did the exact same thing they did last uh, They did last year. Yeah, they ran the ball dominantly. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. but, I, but yeah, they, I was, ran, they ran the ball dominantly. I would say because – but also at the same time we make the argument the Eagles do have a top two offensive line in the league. You're going in the Colts in which their line's not they, – they, they, the line got a lot of rep, but their line's – I think their line got very overrated as time went on. And Are you talking about the Colts? Yeah, the Colts. Because that's what I'm trying to sit there and say. I'm not saying flanking isn't good, but I'm saying also is that is it a pro- – because that's what I'm saying for flanking again. Is it the product of them being very good? Because at the end of the day, you could you could leave the league in rushing when you have that Eagles offensive line. Even if you have no one – like the Colts line – it, by name, you think is good, but when you actually watch them play, they're they not. Bad, as they were bad this past year. No, yeah. no, they're mid. They're mid. So, and they do got Jonathan Taylor. I just, I'm just saying, like, there's a huge drop off when you have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard to Michael Pittman as your only like legit receiver. So yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. Like, we'll we'll see when the draft and then what the, what they do. But I knew. England Naps have they have a hard time. Like, what's the I forgot the ball's name, the GM over there. I knew they Indianapolis they said, or yeah, Indianapolis. It, they said they have a hard Ballard, time drafting. Ballard, they have a hard time drafting receivers and getting talent. That's what I'm saying. Like usually when the it's like that's like it's like what, what's going on with Airbnb Enemy. Like Airbnb Enemy, he took even though this girl ain't nobody going over. No one should. No one their mom should take the commander's job. But he took the job from the standpoint of he, he took the commander's product. job. Yeah, he yeah, took he's the, the, off, yeah, he took the their OC off of the job. coordinator. He took the off of the coordinator job from the commanders. And they also gave him the assistant. That, that's not a bad move. move. Yeah, it's like it's right. Like, that's not a, that's not a bad move. Yeah, Bianami not gonna lie. Move. Yeah, Bianami took the move because I think Ron Rivera, he may get the fuck. He may be gone by next year or by midseason. But I, I get what Bianami did was he had to prove that he's not a product of Andy and Patch Mahomes. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. So that's when I asked, like with Steichen and with Gannon. Are they really that nice, or is it a product of having the talent the Eagles was able? And I, and, and and we didn't even talk about the draft. I, I, I it was it was probably if, if, however long we last, but that's why I would ask him with, with the D's, because I know because me, I mean you, boy, we talked. I said I think the quarterbacks coach that used to coach that used to uh, coach Jalen High School, he's going to get the job, or his college, his college quarterback coach, he's going to get the offensive coordinator job. I think. I think the ball, Brian Johnson, he's going to get that offensive coordinator job. The defensive coordinator, I don't know who's going to get that job. But um, that's why I asked, like, do you think that – and you said you said Steichen is more than him. Gannon, I, you, you're you more of, like, that's the talent more than Gannon coaching. Um, Yeah, I, I think Steichen – I think Steichen has a legit shot. And, you know, even with, even with the Gannon shit, like, bro – let, let's and it's just to be fair and to be honest, no scheme or no what's the name you can't do much without said talent and shit. Now I get the aspect of, um, you know, well you had this, you had that, but it's like almost damn near like a poo poo situation. Like oh you're supposed to do that shit. Sometimes like what if they would have had that shit and they would have been like nine to eight, then it's bad coaching. But now it's like all right, now it's. You take away from the coaching aspect because they're so talented. You think what I'm saying? So that's why I was like, I get the the question of, um, is it 
really them or is it really the talent? I mean, it's all to be seen, but for Steichen, at least he had a track record of shifting the offense instead of letting Jalen pass all the fucking time and shit like that. Because Sirianni didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Now, for Gannon, I guess you could say that shit because and it would be fair to him, when he was allowing all the top five quarterbacks throw for uh, 80%, did he have the talent that he had this uh, Did he have the talent that he had this year? No, he did not. So how in the world are you going to be able to do anything with little uh, with little talent? You know what I'm saying? With little talent. I, I think it's, it's, one of the, it's one of those, the Josh McDaniels effect, where are you a great coordinator that happened to be coaching one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? And then when you slide over, you're being a coach. You get what I'm saying? That's, that's, how, yeah, that's, yeah, how, yeah. that's how it is always going to be, fam. Like, no matter what, as great, as great as a coordinator you're going to be, you were never the you were never the coach. So once once yeah. you decide to be the coach, and once it's like what was what's, uh, what was it uh, Vic Vangio when he had he coached the uh, Broncos, mm-hmm. uh, you saw what happened, or or not it's, whoever was the Bronco coach, he he was gone. Like uh, 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 Nathaniel uh, Hackett. Yeah, Hackett. He had, he had Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, right? So now you slide yeah, yeah. You, got, you got Coach Russell Wilson. And it shows, it shows that, okay, were you really that nice or was it a product of you having to coach Aaron, Aaron Rodgers being your quarterback for that system? And then when you had a right. quarterback like Russell Wilson that clearly wasn't for your system and you kind of stubbornly did not want to change that system for who the quarterback Russell Wilson is, it, that that's where you got to have the marketable good coach. The marketable good coach got to be got to be your ability to be able to put the talent you have in in the best spot in the best position that you that, that you possibly have. But, all right, this t- I might have a system in mind in my head. This is what I want my system to be, but this ain't the guy that's going to fit the system. So what I'm going to do mm-hmm. to make sure that I can get the best out of him. So that that's one of those. Right. It's one of those things. And, and I, I will say though too though. Being a coach, not everybody can be like an Andy Reid and, and call the plays and shit. Not everybody can do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like a, after a while, that shit get tiring. Like, like with Doug, after the Super Bowl, he kept calling the plays, and, and it, it looked like he was getting starting to get predictable with some of his shit. So some of the times, it's, it's not even like some of the times it's not even so much of um, you know, you coaching. It, it'd be the staff that you put around. Uh, around you too, because yeah. like for for Nick Sirianni, you could tell what's going in the hand in the hand basket until he let go of that offensive coordinator position, and then it's like oh wow, like now he he let it go and he let somebody else do it, and it's just starting to work. Well, so I think, well, I think this more uh, well, this is where I think. Well, I want to bring this man up because I, I think this is going to be very interesting. I think Howie Roseman is because. I think the, this is before the whole Doug got fired. High Roseman and that people complain that High Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie, Terriani is a coach they can control in the sense of they don't want another Andy Reid. They don't want another Chip Kelly. They want a, a dude which, all right, like with Pete, remember Pete at the barbershop when he was complaining like, it's Howie Roseman. It's that, it's that motherfucker. It's him. He's the one that decides to do all, make the roster change and tell who can play, who can't not play on game day. And, the coach, can't, he can't even let the coach be the coach. Like, all that other shit. So, it's, it's going to be very interesting to me how Howie Roseman does with the draft. Uh, I know he's a – I'm not going to say the J word. Um, we all know he's whimsical with the cat. So, um, 
I'm assuming with the cap, he's going to find a way to keep <laughs> certain players. Under. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who watching. I don't know who listening to watching. Oh man, I'm not. I'm not anti-Semite, but you know, um, but you know, we we know those people when it come when it comes to the when it comes to that money, they know they know what they do. They know how to you know finesse and and trickle. Nigga, so, just. Just continue, man. So I'm just saying, well, Howie, I think he's going to do well with the cap. He has had success. I'll give him credit with the draft a little bit. We're going to see. Well, these last, these last two, the, just recently, by the last two draft, yeah. Last two the last draft. Two draft. He, he, yeah. He, 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 I would say he made amends, but I, you can't, you can't, you can't, because I, I had an argument with my, my coworker. I said, look. When you trade your second round draft pick of three years ago and your first round draft pick of two years ago in the same offseason, that's how he admitted he took an L on that on on those picks. That's how he admitted. Yeah, it's it's like it's like the you know I know we we well for me and Davey Eagles fan, but that's just like the Raiders. All they first round picks either got cut or traded, or in jail. They were yeah, or in jail. So. So that's still, uh that's yeah, crazy, I mean that's still a crazy stat. Henry Russ had more receiving yards than Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager and he's in jail. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, so um, but no, bro, like I, I I think I think um Steichen given the opportunity now, I, I just feel like uh the Colts is gonna have karma on these sides because um, you know, they was Ursay was just drunk is just drunk with power and he was talking shit. But for the Gannon thing, I think um, they did have a liking for him, and they was even willing to re-sign him with a contract bigger than a fucking coach. That's what Peter King said. I'm not saying if it's true or not, but uh, again, it's just decided, Eric, man, I'm out. He's still out, and yeah, I think was, more yeah, so. They, than was, they was on Gannon's head. They was on Gannon's head, like yeah, I know they was on yeah, but uh, everybody was no, but they head. was they was, but everybody like I said, everybody know like. Gannon was low hanging fruit from last from the previous year. Not last year, this is past from the previous year. He was low hanging fruit. He was the first year defensive coordinator. Uh he did not have the talent per se to really do much, especially with that soft uh soft zone coverage. And it worked to a certain extent, but it did not work against some top rated quarterbacks. But not all defense any defense, if it's a top rated quarterback, it's not gonna always fucking work, bro. I mean that's the, that's just what it is. The NFL is about scoring touchdowns, goddammit. So um not to make an excuse or nothing like that, but I mean that's just what it is. And with this John, the talent, the scheme, it, it wound up working beautifully. Um so I, I think you can make that case for Gannon more than Steichen, because at least Steichen has the, the track record of saying, All right, we ain't gonna keep passing the ball. And sometimes that was his fucking detriment in in the Super Bowl where it's like, man, you making Jalen do every fucking thing. Not only do he got to pass, he got to run this bitch too. I know it's a threat and all that shit, but it's like, yo, you got to give, you got to let some of your other players get some tick. You got to let some of your other players uh, take some of the, the weight from Jalen's shoulders. You can't put it all on him. You know what I'm saying? You can't put it all on him to do the pass, like not only just the passing, but the running too. Like, come on, bro. That ain't I don't think that was um I don't think that was a strategic play call. Like I don't think it was a strategic play call at all. 
I like I like when G said um that uh how we beat amends. He said, Look, I I just it's not Justin Jeffries, it's not DJ Metcalf, but I got AJ Brown. All right. Are we good? I guess so, bro. I got I got Devontae <laughs> Smith. Yeah, and I got Devontae Smith. Yeah. Oh, are we, are we good? All right, y'all. Go ahead. All right, it's cool. <laughs> All right, so so Dan, let, let, let's get your thoughts on, on Steichen and Gannon both leaving within the span of like six hours. The how how big of a loss or losses do you think losing those two coordinators are? Um, I feel like losing them to, I think. See, when it comes, all right. When it comes to coordinators, not not even just coordinators. When it, when it comes when it comes to the people, regardless of what organization is in, I've always got to look at. I like when it comes to the 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 the, 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 the higher ups. I always look at it as I don't. I I take it for. I take it with a grain of salt. It's always something deeper than what it is. It may not always be that way. It may really just be, look, we got to move on. Just, that's not a good fit. But because of what we've been through, because of the adversity the Eagles was going through as far as, oh, we not this, we not that. Granted, G said otherwise. You know, regardless of the fact that we lost by three and, and a referee. We lost by three and a referee. So... To break to break niggas up, I never understood that. No matter which sporting organization it was, to break niggas up, unless, all right, bro, like, yo, you really was shitty committee all year, bro. Then I don't, I don't know, man. I know I'm not helping with the answer, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that when it comes when it comes to the the behind the scenes things, man, and when we go to the when we go to the big dance, and now you're breaking up people. I just never understood that. So, in this particular situation, I feel as though we all can agree, which I know is on piggybacking, but I'm, we all know this. Our talent was was way better than 2017. But I feel like we, I feel like we can also. Oh, we're only going to get, we're only going to get stronger, bro. I was mentioning before with all the free agents the Eagles have, like that's going to be hold, 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 really. Sorry, Mike. G was about to say something. Uh, I, I was saying to to to, to, to I would say for like to answer that for you, like why they don't run it back. I think since the NFL, it's such a it's such a parity driven league that getting back. I mean, we all I think we all can make the assumption the Chiefs going to somehow be back in the AFC Championship game. So it's just with the league the way it's structured, you could the Eagles can be in the Super Bowl right now. This year, be out the playoffs. Next year, struggling if we get a wild card. That's how this league is. So I think with the, with Steichen and with Gannon, is striking while the iron's hot. I mean, like there's no guarantee that you if you run it back next year, you're guaranteed a coaching, a coaching job a year from now. So it's, it's one of those type of things. Right, and and like, and I know I didn't, and I know I didn't explain myself the best, but that's why I said with the adversity that the Eagles went through, and with the fact that we lost by three points and a questionable call, it's like, no, man, we gotta spin a block, man, we gotta spin a block. That it's not like we lost straight up. We got, I mean, like we 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 can we can 
pinpoint. It wasn't just that one call, but how we went out, <laughs> how we how we went out, wordplay. Anyway, so so I, I guess I guess this I guess just how I'm looking at it, maybe it's a little biased for myself is like, bro, I'm not gonna lose like that, bro. If I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose, so that's just some straight up shit. Not one no questionable call, no controversial bullshit, and I'm that's I guess maybe that's just how I'm looking at it. I get it. It's it's it's, it's the emotionary thing. The emotion's still fresh, so I get it from the from the from the emotional standpoint. It's like with the Sixers, what happened with that whole Kawhi Leonard shot? Like, well, all right, we're going. Everybody said like, let's run it back, and we're gonna bring back Jimmy, we're gonna bring back Tobias, we're gonna bring back JJ, and you know what I mean. Shit. Shit, it didn't work. You know what I'm trying to say? They they chose to buy so well, whatever the case, whatever the case may be, with to buy or whether you think they chose Ben over Jimmy or Tobias over Jimmy or Jimmy just said I'm out because of Brent Brown because he's coming back. It's one of those things in which you it, it is what it is at that point. And and now and that's why oh, I was. Now I, I was about to say, Dave. Now to be fair, bro, um, Gannon was the one that. He didn't. He decided after the bowl was over. Steichen already was. Steichen was already hired by the Colts when he was on the Eagles. Still, like he didn't wait till right. afterwards. He already. Yeah, he already. Steichen was saying like, "Yo, I'm out regardless of result." Gannon okay. waited until the result. That's mm-hmm. what. That's the difference between the two. Okay. Well, okay. And also, again, and before you, before you keep going. Gannon actually, the Eagles actually offered Gannon more money to stay than the Cardinals yep. did in terms of him going to the coaching. He just chose control. So he, he chose the right. control that Arizona was allowing him to have. And the cow, and the cows girls right. got Scottsdale. That could also be true, but but he but he chose the control primarily in Arizona. Even though that that feels like it's going to be a gap year with the Cardinals because they're not going to have Kyler Murray for a lot of it, and that's the, and probably are going to trade DeAndre Hopkins. So like, this feels like this year for the Cardinals feels like it's going to be a gap year. They're going to be really, really bad. I mean, I think that's I think that's the I think probably that's was probably they told him to run that. Like, All right, look, it's going we're going we're going to punt this year. Just draft and, and coach up these niggas that you got right now, and then you know by year two we're going to give you know what I mean we should be we should be be competitive in the a- NFC West. That's 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 what I think. I think they they had that conversation. But all right, but re- real quick, I know I ain't really say speak much, but I'm also not trying to stay stuck on one topic. Just my my last my final thoughts on this is I'm actually to piggyback with all three of y'all said. Okay, so he was going to be out regardless, one lose or draw, and that's where Stank I think, and then and that's where I say, me like the politics behind it. Like he just don't fuck with silly, he or or like Mike said, he chose he was going to choose he chose control. Like what is it? What is it? Where the fact that you want to be gone regardless, even if we win the Super Bowl, why do you want to leave? One of, Especially one of, when we offered you more bread. It's, it's one of thirty-two jobs, man. That's I, I just mm-hmm. I, I just had to say, look, man, it's one of t- thirty-two jobs. That's a, that one of people. It's like this. If all right, say 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 like this. If Joe Button hits you up, because uh, I think the boy Queens flip signed with Joe Button. He saw he signed with the podcast. If that's a good move for Queens, yeah. So people people would think, well, Joe Button's why you signed with him. You know his reputation. He did. You know he saw he did Roy Maul and all the other people. 
Joe Budden, being on the Joe Budden podcast would be, or the network would be a big move for, 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 for whatever, switching there or for, or for yourself individually. That's a, that's, those are, that's a very hard spot to get. So it's like, yeah, ideally you, you, yeah, they might have paid, you might have got paid more bread for here, but for here, you may get more exposure. And in the long mm-hmm. run, that may be beneficial for you as, because whatever the case may be. So I, that's why I look at it like Gannon probably looked at it like, look, this NFL job is not gonna not gonna be. Flo- I mean, it could float back around, but what if what if his defense the defense regress back regress next year? And what if people look at him like, well, Jonathan Gannon dude's not that good. It was just a product of the talent and woo woo woo. It's one of those you got to strike while the iron's hot, and you got to take and you got to just take the job. Even if even if you even if you coach for three years, at least you got to say, hey, I coached the NFL team. You got to live your dream out a little bit. At least. At least if you, yeah, you could be like Frank Wright. Yeah, like you had a chance. Pretty you much. had a chance to to try to do something that you love doing, and if you fail, okay, cool. And then you could be a defensive coordinator, and then maybe five, six years down the line, you'd be a head coach again. That, that, that's one of those. Yeah, things. yeah and, and I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying nothing was wrong. I just feel as though, like, is there like well, like Mike said, he chose control. And maybe at the end of the day, that's what it is. He it was just it's, it's that power. I'm just looking at it like, bro, if win, lose, or draw you out anyway, well, what is the bigger like? It's bigger than us, especially if we're offering you that bread. Kawhi Leonard, child, yo, let's spin the block. Uh, KD and on um, and uh, Kyrie, yo, let's spin the block. But it was the management. It was the shit behind the scenes is what kept Jimmy Butler from here. Is what kept KD and Kyrie from Brooklyn. And I'm not saying it was friction in Philly. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying if we we got here and there's only two teams in the Super Bowl, why not? So maybe it is because of what you said, though. You know what I mean? Let me coach this team. Let me see how I do. Yeah, maybe I'm, just as simple as that. Yeah, I'm just saying from the standpoint of the NFL, it, it, they, uh, if the NFL is structured like the NBA, then I can see your point. But it's just the NFL, like, it's like it's, I, it's what, that's the trick thing with the NFL. You could be you could be great one year. You can be asked the next year, so it's no guarantee that you're going. They're going to get back here. And, oh, it's not because what if got what if Dallas get their shit together? What if right San Fran Washington? What, yeah. What if Washington, what if Washington get their shit? Yeah, that's get no, their shit that, together. What if the Giants what, get their shit together? That's what Mike's Beast Mike was speaking of. Like this year is probably the best year for this group to win a Super Bowl because they're like, like even with the group in 2017. That year was the best year for them to to win that chip. There was no guarantee that they was going to get back there and and win. It, 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 that's why everybody. That's why you. It was y'all first win, but the way y'all got the ring, it's going to forever be y'all going to forever hold it near and dear to your heart because it, y'all was the best team that year. Your quarterback went down, rolled your back up, and y'all beat the goat. You couldn't write a better story than that. You couldn't write a better script from that. You know what I'm trying to say. And you struck while the iron was hot, so it's is 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 the is what's the what's the phrase? It's better to have lost and better not to have had. Better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that bullshit, that bullshit. I don't know nothing about that bullshit right there. But no, I mean, like that, that's the whole <laughs> that's the whole gist of it. Like, um, I get where you coming from, Dave. You you would you would as a if I was an Eagles fan, like, damn, I wish we could all run it back. We we just we was this close. But then, from the business standpoint, 
if, if teams are offering you a job and they and, and they're offering you a, a opportunity to be to, to, to be the head of your own operation, it's called it's kind of hard to tell. It's kind of hard for dudes to sell niggas no. It's kind of hard for yeah. them. No, nah, I don't take that. Don't take that. Sirian, I bet you Sirian say, "Hey man, take it, man. Go ahead. It's only one of." He, he, prob- I, he probably uh, suggested it. Yeah. Yeah, so you like when, when Frank Wright, you think Frank Wright probably told Sierra, yo, take the job. Take it, man. Fuck that. Take it. Take the job. Bro. It's tough. So, yeah, well, let's yeah, I do wonder who is gonna call plays for the Eagles and who's gonna call the defense. And it was kind of wild that like Big Fangio was brought in, but he was a part of the offensive, like he was helping the offense out and digra- diagramming plays on how to beat up beat on defenses and it worked like they they were giving they did they were dominant on offense in the, in the playoffs especially yeah I'm, i am mean, surprised that i mean i guess like he had the miami job for the dc job i want to say the week before the super bowl was uh was played like it was it was pretty much locked in and he was going to take the dolphins job as the dc so like so they didn't even i guess they didn't even bother interviewing him for the dc job or like even like even considering it uh, with, with Gannon, but who probably had and, a foot out of the door. And plus, it's Florida, state in, state, no, no states, no no state tax. And, and he, he had a house in Florida. He he lives he lives down in the Florida area, and he's like within two hours of his like his mother and then his his uh, his, his grandkids are within like two hours of each other. Like he, he talk, actually talked about it during the Dolphin presser. So it was pretty easy for him to take the Dolphin job. And be the DC down there, so I I guess I understand why they didn't interview him uh, for that job. You yeah, know, Mike Mike, Mike always finds a way to, and I'm and I'm not saying this as a diss. I, I'm just I'm just shooting the shit, Mike. It don't matter what we talk about. You always find a way to bring the Dawsons up, like no, like like me, like me with Coach with a new day. So if, <laughs> if, if Benjamin was on the staff for, for the for the playoff run, so I had to so I had to talk yeah. about it, 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 involvement. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just topical because it happened today. Like, like his, his presser was literally today. But so with the Eagles, and I do think it's going to be a good amount of roster turnover with some of the, the a lot of the, the free agents that they have. Now they're at a little bit over two million over the cap right now after some restructures. I'm, I'm they're going to get under the cap with relative ease. I'm, I'm not worried about that. I guess the next thing is Jalen Hurts. Now, they don't have to pay him. Now, this year was the last year of his rookie deal. And since he's a second-round pick, now the first-round pick, he doesn't get the fifth-year option that the first-round picks get in his class, i.e. Tua, Burrow, Lawrence. Not Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence is next year. Tua, Burrow, Justin Burrow Herbert. And, jo- and Jordan Love, who are the 2020 first-round QBs, who before May – their respective rosters have to can exercise the fifth year option on them. I expect, I think Tua will get the fifth year. I think Love gets the fifth year because Green Bay has to see what they have. And Herbert and Burrow, I think, will get long term deals. Hurst doesn't have that option since he's a second round pick. Over under forty five million dollars a year for Jalen Hurts. Oh wait, let me go to that. Let me go to that first. Um, only only because. Uh, shout out to Queens Flip. Like you said, he got signed to Joe Button, bro. But the only reason why he got signed because Sue Surf is locked up. Let's just call it what it is, bro. Let's oh, just call right. it what it is. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot he got locked up. I forgot he got locked up. So, um, but besides that, over. 
that's that's what Daniel Jones is commanding for uh, uh, reason. But I think Jalen Hurts is absolutely. They're they're going to give him forty. They're, they're going to give him over. But the the thing is, is um, give him a blank check. Do do. The thing is, do you do you? It's a, it's it's like the the damn if you do, damn if you don't situation with any quarterback that did not win the fucking Super Bowl, bro. That that's what it's going to boil down to. You're not obviously in this year's draft. You're not going to draft another quarterback because you want to. You already feel comfortable with Jalen. But the thing is, is it going to be? Is it going to be worth it in the long haul? Because you got Devontae Smith coming down the pike sooner than later. Pause. You know what I'm saying? So do you do you sign Jalen now and just say we'll worry about Devontae Smith later, or do you wait another year, see what he does? But that's the problem, though. The only thing that you can do at this point is win the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? You you gotta win a Super Bowl, but you gotta have the talented pieces. They got all the talent in the world as far as offense. Now we'll see what happens when the offensive line. But Jalen, you can't have Jalen do what he did during the Super Bowl and do everything by himself. You're gonna need somebody you definitely gonna need a significant running back to um to change course a little bit in, instead of, you know, not playing your, your thousand yard rusher. On the sideline, that's just my opinion on it. But um, it's going to be over forty-five. I guess the question is just when. At this point, and he's, a, you know and he's the only quarterback in his draft class that went to the Super Bowl. Man, come on! No, the went to. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. My fault. You're right. Damn. Well, that's what I'm saying. And but with I guess with Burrow, it's like it's one of them. He's mm-hmm. a first round pick, and Jalen is the second round pick. So now you look at it like, now you look at it like, all right, Burrow. He's had a level of consistency um, before Jalen did. So that's you know it's like on some obvious shit because that's you know what I mean because Burrow did it. He did. He went back to back AFC championships. Jalen he did with the one, and even in that in that NFC championship, he didn't uh, particularly play well. You know what I'm saying? So now, but they, but now you got to ask. Well, my fault. They gonna sit there and say he went to the playoff two years in a row. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's where the the yes, I will say that's where the politics and also the asterisks, the asterisks is the politics comes in because well, because of well, okay, well he 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 went to the play, he went to the uh went to the Super Bowl. No, he didn't play, but he didn't play good in NFC, John. But he went to play all twice. Okay, but what about what about the O line? What about the 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 whole Eagles uh, debacle with Carson Wentz? All that shit plays in the fact that what Burrow didn't have to go through. Right. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. He's, so he's, like, he's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's he gonna get the over forty five, but the question is when. Oh yeah, he's, more, he's yeah. Jalen's more set up. Jalen's more. Let me say how I want for Howie. Set Jalen up better than he did Carson setting up post Super Bowl. He definitely set Jalen up for which there's more, the talent he has on, on on this roster. They have a chance to be for Jalen to be successful on the individual base and the team to win base than with how he did with Carson post Super Bowl. So whether I think he should get paid over forty five or not, I mean that's the going rate of the market. Um. I, I think he probably will get forty five on the dot, 
because I think because the way I think what was it the way I think I remember how he's doing Carson's contract and I know basically Carson took less money back then based on the based on him getting injured that's why it was less money but the contract was team friendly so I think how he's going to try the contract got to be I think him and Jalen going to come talk I think Jalen going to his bread but it got to be team friendly to the point to where you want everybody else to get paid. You know what I'm trying to say? And because you need and you need significant pieces, man. And, and you plus, still need to get significant pieces. And plus, Lamar Jackson is going to get eventually paid this offseason, whether by the Ravens or whether by somebody else. And I can't sit there and full heartedly say, even though Jalen did go to the Super Bowl, I can't sit there and say he should get paid more than Lamar. You know what I'm trying to say? Why not? Because based on what Lamar, like based on what Lamar had to do, based on, and I'm not the biggest. I, I think people get on shit on Lamar, but Lamar, based on what he's asked to do on that Ravens team, and basically with outside of what Mark Andrews, who's who's he really thrown to on a consistent level? That's like comparable okay. to AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. Okay, and Mark Jackson was the MVP of the league. So it's one of those things in which I can't. I I think people are gonna make the argument, even though Jalen Hurts had a great season, they can't sit there and say, "Oh, Jalen should get more than forty-five, or he should get paid more than Lamar." You get you get you get what I'm coming from? Yeah, I, I see. I see. I see what you're saying. It's like Lamar had Lamar done. Jalen would have to. Jalen would have to win. Uh, win MVP. Yeah, like Lamar done more or less, and he had, and Greg Mo and people would say Greg Roman. Held Lamar Jackson back more than anything else. So Lamar Jackson is the Baltimore Ravens offense from the standpoint. So okay, that that's why I, I was saying I like I, people I would say Jalen. I think Jalen should get paid, but if he got if, if it comes down to be like all right, Lamar Jalen Hurts got paid more than Lamar Jackson, motherfuckers probably looking at like ah, yeah, they all like right. Jalen, but more than Lamar. All right, so let, let's just take Lamar out of it and let's stick with the draft class. You know, oh, he's not going to get paid more than Burrow. Burrow, Burrow going to get the bag. Yeah, Henry's yeah, going to yeah. get the bag. He's, they, they're going to get paid more than Jalen. Nope. Burrow, because they're first-round draft picks and they got extra year on the – so Burrow and Herbert are going to get paid more. Jordan Love, the question – I think he's going to – Jalen Hurts going to be behind Burrow and um Herbert and Herbert. Yeah, Herbert. Behind yeah. when it comes to highest paid in that draft class, Jordan Love. The questions, the question, jury still out on him from that standpoint. Well, Burrow was Burrow was first first round, Hurts second round, but but and they both went to the Super Bowl. But Hurts played better than Burrow in the Super Bowl. That part I will agree with, though. Burrow's offensive line was notoriously terrible, and they just got it right this past offseason. Even with their injuries, they were okay. It's never been. It's never been what Hurts has had. Yeah, I, and, I, I'm just saying with Burrow, he's the first pick of the draft, so yes. he's yeah. going to get paid a lot more. It's just that's just kind of what with the game. The game is the game. Yeah. Is the and, the first and, pick and of the draft. Burrow's proving himself. So I, Burrow, I mean, absolutely, Joe Burrow should get the bag right right away. So that's what I'm saying. Like more money, like more money, like more. And that when you're speaking class. Yeah, Burrow and Her- Herbert are going to get paid, even though Herbert doesn't have the playoff success. But Bur- Herbert on a, on a talent on a talent level, like he he's 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 produced, he's been productive, he's he's he, 
he's he's one of those guys that that I mean that in the next few years he's going to be top five or in that conversation. It's just unfortunately he's in the same division as Patrick Mahomes, so that's just that's just kind of why you know what I mean. But in that class, yeah, it's going to be Burrow, Herbert, and Jalen. They're going to be they're going to be the three highest paid quarterback out of that draft class. Those those three I think will get paid right away too. I think two of We'll get the fifth year option. I think he'll, he'll get the the fifth year option portion of it, which by the time that happens next year, it's about twenty three million. Since Tua technically wasn't voted into the Pro Bowl, he was the first alternate, so it would have been a little bit higher. So like, he'll get about twenty three million if Miami picks up the fifth year option, which I think they should. I think it's a, it's a good way to say okay, he played really well. But it's kind of their way of covering themselves because of the injury, because of the injuries he had since he's been a Dolphin. So yeah, only the why, only why I, I said Lam- was- my fault. Only why I said Lamar is because Lamar didn't get paid his bag yet. So no, no, kinda- no, 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 I was going to circle back to Lamar. I was, just, I was yeah. just like, like staying in the twenty twenty class because because uh, Tua was obviously the fifth pick in that class as opposed to Burrow one, Herbert six, and Lamar. I don't think he's going to be a Raven. I, I, honestly, I think it feels like they are so far apart in, the, in this situation of like Lamar wants X and Baltimore's only willing to pay him Y. I think honestly he gets franchised and then traded. I, I think I think he'll get tagged and then he'll get traded. I, I, if I'm the Falcons, that's a move I make. Oh, that, Mike! Vick, oh, that, I didn't think about it. That would be dope. I, that's a that's a, a move Vick, I make if I'm Atlanta. Mike Vick 2.0 right there. That would that would be fly. That would be dope. And, and Vick literally said that like he's me, but a better passer. Like it's and he could be absolutely as a mentor. I'm sure Vick is still affiliated with the Falcons or, or is just kind of connected with it, with plugged in with Atlanta in some way. I have to think he'd be easy situation for him to be a mentor down in Atlanta. And look, and the Falcons who need that QB to like take that next leap with Kyle Pitts when he gets back, and uh, Drake London who who's a nice receiver, and Cordero Patterson who who can ball as a running back, and Tyler Rozier who's a good running back. Like Atlanta's got something. They got to build a defense, but they've got an offense, and they need that quarterback to make them take that next leap. And I, if, if I'm Atlanta. I could give up two first round picks to get Lamar, and I wouldn't bat an eye if I were the Falcons. Really so you wouldn't. don't, you don't think you don't think Michael Vick is uh, in any way, shape, before mentoring? And I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying he's not. Just a question: mentoring uh, Jalen Hurts because yeah, he, yeah, he's connected in in Atlanta, but you know who's who's the city who opened him up with, with warm arms besides besides the others? After, you know, after the jail time, fine. Fair. Mm-hmm. I think he's more remembered as a Falcon than he is as an Eagle, but I understand right. your point. I right. understand your point in a sense of he's probably plugged in here, and he probably had conversations with Jalen Hurts. I, I would have to think that he's, he's talked to Jalen several times. I'd have to think so. So I mean, is he? Yeah. Is he I mean, he's probably a mentor, and he, and for that matter, he's probably an inspiration to a lot of people in the NFL. Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. Young black I mean, that quarterback. Me at all. Yeah, right. Like young black quarterback who could run, who's got a, like that, that kind of like Vic's a one of one, but like mm-hmm. young black quarterback who's got that kind of athleticism and skill. He, he's probably a, an inspiration to a lot of dudes who are in the yeah. league right now. Like Anthony Richardson right now, like he's got that kind of like crazy athleticism where he can run. And he's he's coming in the draft this year. And but, he's but, a crazy athleticism who could throw uh, absurdly. 
uh, in terms of like the deep ball game. Like he's he's got Vic's got that kind of influence on a lot of QBs. Yeah, I, I just I'm, think uh, I just sure think I, I didn't think of it like Lamar to the final. I just think it would kind of make it would it would make sense because even though Matt Ryan's even though Matt Ryan probably is the most successful Falcons quarterback, he was not yeah. he's not the most beloved. Falcons quarterback. He wasn't the most like Vic. Right, is kind of equivalent of what AI is to to, to the city of Atlanta. You know what I'm trying to say. So good comparison. If, if you can get Lamar Jackson there and the and the and and the way and and the and the, the similar playing styles that Vic and and, and Lamar, uh, yeah, Vic and Lamar has for from a marketing standpoint and from a like it would be like people from Atlanta like that. What was it? The, well, the Mercedes Benz, not the George Dome no more. The Mercedes Benz Dome. It's yeah. going to get people. They're they going to sell out. They're going. It's going to be a lot of number eight jerseys from a branding standpoint. I, You're pretty I, money, I pretty much about, in that situation. I did not think about it. Margin to the Falcons. That that would be that would be dope. That would be hella dope. Like that, that just feels like like that's just the first team that popped into my head. Like there there are several teams that I was saying Dolphins. I was saying Dolphins. I would say Lamar go to the Dolphins. I've heard, I, I've, I've heard this conversation several times of, do you trade for Lamar Jackson? If I'm Miami, I wouldn't do it because I do believe Tua has the like Tua showed himself this year that oh like he can't the, the rumor is he can't throw the deep ball. Well, Tua was number one in yards per attempt, and Tua had was a, a very good passer when he was healthy. Had he, had he, even if he averaged out the games, he, he missed five games. Had he averaged out the games, he would have missed. He probably finished his second in a lot of the stat, a lot of the key stats this year: yards, touchdowns, things like that. But the only I think problem, the Cardinal Tua yeah. has to clear is his health. And yeah, I, that, that, that's the that's the thing though. That's really the, That's probably the drawback to it though is that when that man was laying on that on the ground in Cincinnati. And then yes. what was it? Then he got hurt. I forget what's the game he got hurt. What's the other game he got? Like he was he was concussed. And then the, he got, the, Packer, the Packer game was the was the one where he 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 took a severe hit in the late the latter half of the first half of that game, but nobody, not even Tua, really noticed there was concussion until the day after. And they played. The second uh, half was drastically worse than the first half, where he he was dominant in the first half of the Packer game. In the second half, he threw three picks, and and he, it seemed like he like couldn't locate where he was going or what what way was up like he he seen it just didn't look right it, it did not look looking back on it that second half of that Packer game didn't look right and that's probably it probably was concussed and then just the problem is nobody picked up on it until later and I, that does happen with concussion unfortunately you just sometimes don't pick it up right away and that's the thing yeah, with two two is like to franchise him, to give him that bag that 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 angle say he deserves, but that you really want to give him, Tua is like the drunk, the angry drunk stepdad. It's like when when you're when you're sober, you are amazing as when he's healthy. But when you're drunk, you are mean. I do not like you. Like I don't know who you are, and that's what it is when he's injured. So we don't know what you're going to get with Tua. That's the last hurdle he has to clear. It's his health, and right. if he's able to clear it, then I would still give him the the. Uh, see, that, as I'm saying, I'm not giving him the the the, the, the five year, two hundred fifty or whatever it would be extension. Where like the forty five million a year, like like a, a uh, example I put out for Hertz. I'm not giving him that yet. I would give him the the I would give him the the fifth year option, 
So it's half the bag. But it gives you two years to find out, okay, can he yeah. stay healthy? Right. On the field, even with even with a suspect offensive line in front of him, to a show, he could, he's devastating. Like He had two top ten receivers this year in Hill and Waddle. And a lot of that was because the offense was as great as it was this year because of Tua. This offense was elite with Tua on the field. I can get, I can believe like on the field like based on that I can see that he can play. That's that's established. Like we needed to see that this year. He proved that. It's health now. Can he? Can he actually stay healthy? And I think I think he, if he's able to like he's he's apparently doing judo this offseason to kind of learn how to fall, which is something he really he did not fall very well. Like on those concussions at all, he did not brace himself. At all on any of those on, on the three uh, hits he took that were devastating, and I, I think like the perhaps the judo will help him in that regard. But that's that's the key. Trainer Ron Rousey. I guess so. I, I, don't, I don't know if he ends up with a black belt, but by the time the season starts, well, hey, he's training with judo, which is going to help him brace his fall. And I think if if he's able to to do that and, and stay healthy overall, then I think he's the guy. Like I've always compared him. I've always believed that his ceiling is Drew Brees, where Drew Brees had a lot of injuries early, and it, like it, it really affected his play. And the and the Chargers obviously moved on from him to Phillip Rivers, and then once he got Sean Payton, he took off. And I'm no McDaniel Sean Payton per se, but McDaniel's like he's the he's the right guy calling the plays and being the coach and the right guy to motivate and give Tua that confidence that that Tua absolutely needed. So I, I do think he can have that kind of Drew Brees kind of career. He's got that kind of build. He doesn't have the greatest arm strength, but the anticipation's there and the accuracy is there. So I, that's that's just my like my first thought is like I think he can have that Drew Brees type of career. Now I, I think as far as far as I'm a, um <clears throat> Tua and Lamar Jackson being you know basically the, the entire offense of their respective teams. That's where where it's not fair when it comes to Jalen Hurts, and I'm not and I'm not just being I'm, I swear I'm not being biased. It's just because because and not even just you just G saying it's no everyone says it like well you don't they don't well they don't have the weapons that Jalen Hurts okay it's not like he was he came into the league with this like he had to grow he had to, he got like shit had to happen shit had to fuck up for this to happen we he, he we could have drafted DK. Justin Jeffries or the, or the other ball. What's the other ball we could have drafted? Uh, Demo Samuel. Yeah, like, but we did yeah, not. Debo. So wh- what I'm saying is, and it's not, and it's not, it's not against y'all. I know y'all not digging on Jalen Hurts. It's just like, well, I'm sorry that they don't have the weapons that, that Jalen Hurts has. But it's not like he again. It's not like he came into the league with this shit. We had it had to be a lot of controversy. So. You can say the same thing about Hurts, the same way you could say you could talk about Lamar and Tua and any other elite quarterback or potential elite quarterback that does not have the weapons that he has. What did he do with his first year? He went to the Super Bowl. I, I that's, not, the, that's not his fault. I, no, I, I think the thing is, is that we're saying money for for for, for the for, for sake of money purposes. That's the that's what the, I'm not. I get I get where you're coming from. I get it. Jalen when he first got in. It wasn't suitable. It was he was put in the best position. He's kind of put in the awkward position. But you fast forward two years later, and he's been he's put in a nice position. He has improved. We're just speaking on the, the the money factor of it all. 
And we're just saying out of out of if we're talking about money, we will all agree with that, hey, Lamar deserves to get his bag. You know what I'm trying to say? And I think most people would sit there and say Jalen is, is, is great. He had one great season. This season, this past you would say this, the, the the first year at the start was okay, but you wouldn't write that's not something you write home about. So this season, you 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 say he played great. Lamar People would say, given the circumstances that Baltimore he was drafted into, they never gave him outside of Mark Andrews. He's had to had consistent help from the wide receivers. So Lamar is kind of the Lamar is the offense from the standpoint where he has to throw and he has to really be like the running back. You know what I'm trying to say? So knowing that he means a lot to that team, they got they got to they got to pay him the bag. You know what I'm trying to say? For what he does, you get what I'm saying. It would be the same thing if Jalen was put put in the same position of Baltimore. If Jalen was put in the same position, and he he was able to be MVP and and, and carry that offense, and, and J- Greg Roman being his offensive coordinator, I would say the same thing too. If the if the situation were reversed, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, and th- that's why I said I know it was, y'all not digging at them, but it's just like like when I said earlier about the Eagles, it's like it's all every single game it was always can the Eagles uh, withstand this pressure? Can they overcome this? It's never the opposite. Now, like you said, which a lot of other people said as well, because of the circumstances, because the Mark Jackson was got into the system. Okay, Jalen Hurts didn't come into the you know into the Patrick Mahomes system. He would do some bullshit too. Yeah, I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of, all right, do you want to pay Jalen Hurts like Dak Prescott in the sense of that takes up a lot of you going to take up a lot of the salary cap? That's the whole thing. Guys should get their bag. Jalen should get his bag. He should get his – I'm all for him getting his bag. But it's one of those things in which, okay, Kelsey got to come back. Um, you got to think about uh, – uh, I forgot the guy forgot his damn Devont, Devontae. Um, that's his name, right? I'm forgetting this. I'm forgetting Devontae Swift. Yeah, Devontae got to get paid. Um, Gardner Johnson got to get paid. It's like there's like Jalen got to get got to eat, and so does other motherfuckers got got to eat if you want to keep this team intact. Or how we going? Or you have to bank on the whole Howie can draft and able to draft well. Can get, can get his draft because yeah, the last two years he's been good. With, with, with Howie Roseman, with, with Howie Roseman, when it comes to draft picks, is every is two step is two step forward is every three and a half step back with with some with, with his draft. So he he it's like it's like a uh, it's like the Jay Z line with Nas. You, you got a you got a hot you got a hot out every one every ten year average from that standpoint. So can you bank on Howie Roseman getting it right in the draft? Year in, year out. So they had the tenth pick in the draft this year, and uh, based off of because of the New Orleans trade, they got the tenth pick, and then they obviously had the uh, the thirtieth pick in, in this draft. So they could get their running back. Uh, this is where I agree with Bull on. I, there's no chance of Miles Sanders coming back to the Eagles. I, I have to think that he's they don't use him. They they, they simply do not use Miles Sanders um, in important spots. It's almost always Gainwell or Boston Scott. And so there's no shot of him be coming back. So like, I think they, they can get a running back at the end of the first round. Like that, that seems like that's, that's an obvious play with the saints pick. 
This feels like that. That's a cornerback spot to me. I, I think they can get a corner there, and that, that replaces um, Bradbury rather easily. So like they they could quickly make up for two of the guys I, I expect them to lose in free agency without getting out of night one of draft night. Yeah, but like I said, it, all, night one draft night. it all depends on if Howie gets the because you can have like I said, you can have the tenth pick, you have the whatever pick. It's all about making sure you get the the right player. So. It's, you can draft a quarterback, and that may not be the, and that may not have been the quarterback for the for the team. You, you get what I'm saying? So it's, it's one of those it's one of those things in which, if Howie gonna pay Jalen the bag, are you confident that Howie, when it comes to the, the draft, he's gonna he's gonna be able to get more right than wrong going forward? Because that's where that's where it felt he felt Carson from that standpoint of his draft Howie's draft draft from. Post Super Bowl on until uh, Hurts were horrible. He missed basically damn near on every single pick. So and and that's where you're supposed to get a a surplus and and, and re up on the talent, get younger, cheaper guys on the on the, on the deal. like what Kansas City's doing right now. Mahomes on that monster deal. Kansas City for the most part been crushing it in the draft. Like mm-hmm. they basically won the Super Bowl basically with young players, and got to give Andy Reid and um, the GM uh, Veach credit for talent evaluating and scouting and getting it right. So, also warriors. So I get you saying, Dave, from the standpoint, Jalen had had to improve. He deserves his bag. He deserves his money. Dude, it's just now if you're going to pay Jalen the bag or Say, all right, Jalen gonna get his bag, but we're gonna have to let some of these niggas go, and we're gonna bank on hope and hope that Cowie's drafting him as a GM, not through not through free agency, but through the draft, he can he can be consistent year in and year out to where he's able to give Jalen and the team the talent to make sure they're consistent year in and year out. Lamar, the reason why I say Lamar, we say Lamar was. Lamar is basically that that Ravens offense. He's basically the Baltimore Ravens. If you're not going to give him a top top flight wide receiver, then you got to give him the bag. You got to pay him. Got to give him what he deserves because based on what the amount he he's had to ask to do more for that offense. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. I was going I was going to ask what is the difference, and you answered that. But but let me ask you this though. On top of that, he is he is he is the offense. Two is the offense. Right, I'm guess I'm, I'm spinning the block with two as well. So, what pick do the Ravens have? Baltimore picks. I want to say since they they did make the playoffs, so Baltimore is going to pick a little bit later than uh, most teams. So the Ravens are looks like they're in the late twenties. They're, okay. they're, they're in the early twenties. So like, the Ravens it's going to be hard for Baltimore to replace Lamar Jackson unless they trade him away. I think that's what you're I think that's what you're getting at. No, what I'm getting at is Baltimore to do that. No, what I'm getting at is if Lamar Jackson which I don't I don't think he's gonna stay there. But if if he does stay there and you give him that fat ass bag, then who are you gonna get with him? Because now he he's only one person. They gotta they gotta get a wide receiver. Like they that-, that defense is that's a really, really good defense in Baltimore. Like the Roquan Smith has been excellent for them and like they're 
defense in general and ball. That they gotta get some. They gotta get a number one wide receiver. They have to do whatever they can to get a number one receiver for the Ravens and and help out whoever's gonna be the quarterback. Mark yeah, Andrews, like we've been saying, is really good, and like their running game situations often injured. And to be fair, Lamar Jackson's injury history has not been nice the last couple of years. He's, he's had a lot of injuries too. But Baltimore's got to fix the receiver situation. Yeah, yeah, Baltimore, yeah, Baltimore drafted everything well outside of wide receiver. They draft everything well outside of wide receiver. That's their issue. And Tory Smith. Baltimore's pick is twenty second. Man, Tory Smith may have been good since they since he cut his dreads. Man, come on, man. Smith does have two rings. Yeah. No shade, no shade, but Sorry Smith ain't really been good since he cut the dreads, man. Yeah. He once yeah. he cut the dreads, like it's just something about something about the dreads, and then it, I think it made him. Like, I think it's like it's, it made his speed, his mad speed, like a ninety nine when he had the dreads. You know, he cut them <laughs> off. It was like like a 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90 95. Not bad, but you know what I'm saying. Made the route, route running making less aerodynamics. That what this is. Yeah, route running was at like a well, route running was like like, like an eighty five. Cut the dress. It was like seventy eight. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness, bro. <laughs> <That's>, yo. <laughs> so, so, some people it, it hit and miss with the dreadlocks. Like Jalen Waddle cut his dreadlocks, and he had a thirteen hundred yard season. So it, it, it depends on the person cutting the dreads. It, it depends on the person getting the dreadlocks. Yeah, like like say, like Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. Like Sammy Watkins had dreads. He was a beast. He cut the jaws off. Like he's just a guy. He's just a guy. That, that's, that's low key kind of true. I mean, like the Packers. Like he didn't do anything in Green Bay, and they released him. So that's, that's low key kind of true. Yeah, outside like outside like Julio, outside of Julio Jones, who had dreads and he cut it off. He still was, he still was putting. He was still on coke until he got until he got older. <laughs> still on coke. I'm I mean, about, Randy Moss. I'm talking about, no, I'm he talking had braids. No, he had braids. Yeah, Randy, Mo- Randy Moss had them dirty ass McMill braids too. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, but he still, he still was. He, 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 still did, was, he did have the country. Yeah, he did have the country braids. He really did. He nah, nigga. Was, nah, that wasn't country man. braids. They were struggle braids. That, that was that was the motherfuckers, man. When 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 uh, ain't got enough bread for your motherfucker to do your hair, man. So you just got to rock that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> they had them gel braids. Yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of what happened. Yeah. That nigga had that nigga had them braids where you only know one person that would do your hair, man. That motherfucker's not fucking with you, so you just gotta rock that jaw out because you don't want to rock that air fro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's... Randy, I thought Randy did have a fro at some point in his career, but I think yeah, Randy had a fro. Yeah, yeah, Randy had a fro. Randy had a fro. Shit, everybody had a fro at one point. At some at some point in his career, yeah, he, yeah, like 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 three or four years in, he did have a pro, but yeah, he, he definitely did have those, he definitely did have those braids early. Yeah, and damn, bro, that, that, that nigga, that nigga ain't never wear a do rag in his life, nigga. Oh my gosh, no, well he not. did, but he did, but it looked like because. Like nigga, how you got helmet here and you got you got the do rag on? Like nigga, what is the point? Ooh, I don't know, I don't know who was worse. Randy Moss or Meek Mills or Randy Moss, Meek Mills or KDs. Y'all niggas. Mm, mm. No, no, no. Ain't nothing worse than KDs. KD, KD shit peasy and he got a ball spot. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. crazy. 
His shit was peasy, and he got a ball spot. You can't like, be peasy with a ball spot. Like, no, damn. I, 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 that's a bad combo. Like, that's damn. That's, combo. Like, that's, like, that's like getting T-boned and, uh, and, and having a, a, a flat tire on a donut. <laughs> <laughs> a flat tire on a donut. Like, damn. Like, you just... Like, and, and, Katie, and the sad part, Katie got, Katie got the bread to where, all right, you can see, all right, Meat Mill, you, you was broke. Yeah, Rainbow, he rich. He right. don't care. Sex. Katie, you could get a bar. You could get a barber. You could. You could. Matter of fact, Katie could do that shit himself when he gets up in the morning. Like just, just line himself up, brush his hair, or get some, get some, get some grease, get some, get some Haitian grease. Haitian grease. Flick that shit the fuck down. I mean, have your mama brush your hair. Haitian grease. Why Haitian grease? That's Haitian. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, it comes right Haitian. That's why his hair so damn. Oh, well, then you go that explains it right there. But let's let's put your Haitian motherfuckers with hair ain't peasy though. This nigga, this nigga, this nigga shit just cra- it just it it's it, it like the te- I don't know it's the texture it's the shit just make <laughs> it's like 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 he like he be like like the nigga I don't know I I ain't gonna call him but that's a bad motherfucker man. He, Great player of all time, but damn, man. No, we'll I'm saying that because Haitians don't give a shit. I mean, all y'all, all y'all, most of y'all Islanders, y'all want everything to be natural. The Islanders, the Africans, a lot of y'all like the natural shit. And KD, he just wakes up and says, fuck it. <laughs> man, that nigga, that nigga, that nigga, I don't think that nigga had seen a brush since 2006. Yo, yo, he, he have, that nigga probably have a brush since he had that planet, uh, Black Planet profile and shit. <laughs> yo, I'm like, I just looked at Katie like, bro, why are you? I'm like, come on, man, you gotta. I'm like, all right, either you gotta go bald and grow the beard out. You know what I mean? You gotta. Basically, you want Katie to pick a leg, like, 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 I mean, you in the water, bro. You in the water. Yeah, you, you, you definitely didn't it out. I said the, I said the thought. They don't care. I mean, they trying to be professional baby mama, so they, they, they like, look, man, man. I don't, I don't give a fuck. This nigga peasy with a, with a, with a, with a ball spot. I'm trying to get pregnant by this nigga, by this seven feet mm-hmm. Mickey motherfucker. You gonna, you gonna give me this baby? You <laughs> He said he got him a baller, a baller alert type move. Even LeBron is doing his best to keep his fucking hair together, man. With with, with that with that Tory Lanes, you know what I mean? And say Safari motherfucking uh hairline and shit. I don't know Tory Lanes got that same one now in jail, but you know what oh, I mean, mug, his mugshot, his mugshot. I saw the mugshot. It looked like he, he somehow maintained it. That shit made it was it was a month ago, but that shit maintaining still. Unless, unless he got one of them laser joints that just like you just laser your shit in forever. You just look like that. Yeah, man. But he, he, even LeBron trying to keep his shit together, man. But God, man, can you just don't like you got there's levels to it. You got S tier, which is KD, he in the class by himself. And then you got the AIDS here, which is Tim Duncan. And then you got, and then right next to him is Randy Moss. Duncan definitely did have the nappy hair from the, from the oh yeah, hey, Duncan's hair right now. Like the, Duncan when he played was so clear, clean cut with his hair, with his haircut. 
Now, now, they, they, now that he's been out of the league for six, six, seven years, yeah, them, them, he let them island dreads grow. Bro, I don't know who who looks more weird with dreads, Tim Duncan or, or fucking Tia. Yeah. <laughs> no, fuck it. Oh yeah, Tia. So fucking Jay Z, man. Jay Z got that. Yeah, oh yeah, Jay Z. Yo, gee, I was going to say. I was gonna say that G, but I, I, the only reason why I ain't say him because I just got like man, fuck you. Just, you just get used to it. You got used to it, it was Jay Z, but I'm not used to Ti with that little ass head and shit, bro. I'm not used to that shit, bro. Oh yeah, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, it just yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. When you so used to motherfuckers, you so used to a certain motherfuckers wearing a certain hairstyle for so long, you like Ti, 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 dreads. Like, I, 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 Hey man, look man. Look, if you can still look, man. I'm trying. Look, if you could grow hair by by the time you're in your forty, that's a blessing. Most motherfuckers, look man. You get to a certain age, and it's like, what was it? What was it Charles Barkley was born when he got? When we, Charles Barkley was born ever since I I known him. Uh, <laughs> like Di Di growing his shit back. Um, Floyd Floyd growing his hair back. He ain't growing that shit back. He paid for. He, he, uh, he I mean, Safari. Tory Lanez. I mean, you know, but Floyd, not, but I'm saying I, Floyd, Floyd Jones ain't bad though. Floyd Jones, all right. Dion's all right. They're not bad. I mean, Jada Kiss, whoever, whoever knew Jada Kiss could grow hair. Whoever knew Jada Kiss, yeah, I don't even believe that. I don't believe Kiss. I don't believe Floyd. I don't believe that shit's real. I don't, bro. Oh, we all, we all know. We all know Floyd, Floyd Jones ain't real. But I'm saying for for it to be. Not his real hair. It still ain't. Be- it's better than LeBron's. It, yeah. it, looks, it looks respectable. It does look like, like all look better than LeBron's. Yeah, yeah, it is respectable. No, no, you're right. All that shit. But I'm just saying, Ti with dreads is like, bruh. I'm I'm not used to that. I mean, who are, oh who are, who are I mean, wrong that we remember R. Kelly being bald. We had never seen R. Kelly was going to ever grow braids and and say, <laughs> "Come on, braid my hair." Everybody, everybody, everybody thought. I wish with that. No, 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 no. I'm. I, I mean, I, obviously, I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention to that as a young boy, but as an adult, look, I'm, I'm. I'm gonna tell you that's the the equivalent to R. Kelly being bald to growing braids is the equivalent to the Undertaker being a dead man to American badass. He just trying to get with the time. He just trying to be his natural self. He's trying to adapt. Yeah, that's all he was trying to do, and it worked. He was on that gangster shit. I wish, I wish, I wish you was fifteen. I wish, I wish, I wish. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my head telling me to go to church. I bet they is telling you that, nigga. <laughs> uh, somebody, I think somebody has got to put a request in. Remember, we you and me would say, forget about the feelings. Everything will be okay. Yeah, see, that's R. Kelly thinking about them kids. Hey man, I, I I remember he was talking about. His, I thought he was talking about his mama. I remember the video. His mama, he talking about my heaven. That's all I remember. I bet my beat. I bet it's my beating this shit out right now in heaven. Man, free 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 the real man. Free the real free, free kills man. Yeah, free kills though. After all that shit, free kills. I think that was a good time, Dennis. Um. <laughs> Y'all said it, don't, dumb stones at me. <laughs> I wish that I could talk to you now. Oh, oh wow. I wish that I could touch the sky. Oh, oh wow. I wish that I could talk to you. 
I forgot whole. I forgot the whole lyric. That song's hard. I mean, that song's hard, man. That's I wish I could touch a better place. I, I wish I, I could can touch a fine little girl. I wish <laughs> <laughs> Fiesta, fiesta. <laughs> okay, seriously. Before we go, before we go down a lane, we really can't come back from. I think it's time to talk this. Too late for our killing. Yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll get the right idea. Um, all right. So, where can they find all of you guys? Like, obviously, you can find me on this particular app. Beast Mike's the Twitter name. Beast Mike's one five is the IG name. I want to know how much R. Kelly charge right now and do a track. I'll do a feature with him right now. Shit. Okay. I don't think I don't think people are working with would be able to work with R. Kelly. Or... Man, man, fuck that. R. Kelly and Chris Brown on the same track. What? I mean, they, they, I think they do got songs out. I think they did do a record before. So I don't think no, I'm, I just said they were unreleased, like like tracks that were unreleased, like they they he could drop. Like, at moments, oh, yeah, you, you know, R. Kelly got, 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 got playing music in the chamber, but you know, he, he, he going through, he going through, he's going through a rough patch right now. He, yeah, yeah, playing music the same way he got plenty, he had plenty of teenage girls in the chamber. I mean, like, I, Elimination Chamber did pass too. It was really good, paper. it was really good, PLE. Uh, it really was. It was a really good event. Uh, yes, I agree. Um, all right, so to find you can find me, you can't find me with R. Kelly, I'll tell you that much. Um, but you can find me at uh, at Dave the Stepdad, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you can also follow us at they gotta chill.com. I said, I keep saying at they gotta, that's like as bad as twitter.com slash beast. Why are you no, it's just they gotta chill.com, not at they gotta chill.com. <laughs> There's a difference between you and me, though. I left that back in 2022. You clearly brought it up to this year. So hey, man, I'm a Virgo, bro. We don't, we don't, we don't forget shit. <laughs> clearly, no. That's a- you don't let shit go, and I, I learned to accept that last year. Nah, I, 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 it's, it's what it is. I, I, yeah. I definitely did do that. I definitely did do that. But you know what? I got to work on that, though, because motherfuckers think that I want them and shit. And even though, no, this is just my personality. I just talk about shit. So I got to work on that because I don't want niggas thinking I want them and shit. Bitches thinking I want them and shit. And I really don't. So. There it is. <laughs> All right. So, uh, G, where can they follow you? Uh, Instagram, cool G, but I don't rap. And J. Mark Green's uh, Snapchat. Uh, uh, J. Mark, what is it? Draymond Green's burner account on Snapchat Premium. Uh, I'm not. Look, man. I think I might. I think I might just retire from Snapchat. The way the way shit going right now, I'm going to retire. Damn. Might have, might, have to, might have to hand the jersey on the raft and say, "Look, man, Snapchat it was it was a good ride, but no, nah, man, it, I I got I got I got I got to let it go." Damn, I was about to get on it, John, bro. Damn. Hey, man, you can follow Bull here on Twitter at Bull one fifteen ninety. This nigga, this nigga, this nigga, Bull gonna dip off and say, "Oh, here we go again." Like, come <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> he tells pretty much the moment R. Kelly stuff started pretty much. But that's uh, that'll that'll do it for this uh, episode. Thanks for listening and check out every other uh, 
quality and, episode on the They Gotta Chill Network. And shout out to my man, uh, Nasty Leeward, man. You gotta catch one of his, uh, I catch one of his, um, one of his matches, man. He's been a loyal listener, man, since I met the nigga A1 since day one, bro. You feel Nasty. me? Shout out to Nasty Leroy. Nasty Leroy? He's a wrestler. Wrestler? Yeah. Man, yeah, sound yeah, like a porn, sound, sound like a porn star, dog. Oh, nasty Leroy. Yeah, well, you know about the nasty boys from WCW, right? I know. I, oh, okay, I know that. But you, you that's not like to me. I'm saying if I was going to get into porn, I was like, damn, I mean, I'm going to call myself Nasty Leroy or something. No, no, no. That's a fact too, bro. I, I was, I'm, I said the same shit at first, bro. And nasty Leroy, his squad is the nasty team. I'm trying to get down with the nasty. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to run a train like that drone from 3 W that no, got no, train. No, 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 <laughs> she didn't admit to that. That was wild. She didn't, like, what was that, a birthday or something? She didn't admit yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, bro. So, so, those old, so everyone were in the train on a butt on Mario? Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. Did Raz B fuck you or did you fuck him? <laughs> well, look, man. Wow. <laughs> she put that out there in these streets, too. That was wild. And she put it out there. And she was so cool about it too. She was so, yeah, really. Yeah, no, she she was like she was hundred percent with it. Well, obviously, but it was, she was a hundred percent clearly about that. So that's what it was. But anyway, it's been a real good episode. We'll see you next time. Hey, hey man, that's a, that's a fucking cut. Oh wait, that's a cut, boys. Let's get fucking drunk.